everybody, and welcome to episode 538 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Adam Foot Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you wanted to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 a month level. Who's joining me now? Uh, Chrissy Funkantista. And special guest, actually two special guests, sorry. Um, yes. Let's, let's start with you. You have not been on in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a month or two. Uh, I am a not tie wearing plumber, Dave Rudden. Nice. Different nice. game altogether, but I just threw, threw it in there. Anyway. And other special guest joining us after a similarly long time away. <laughs> it's me, uh, Anthony Abbott. Thank you. Thank you both so much for joining us for this, this momentous ass podcast that Dave suggested the theme for because we have some sad news. We will get into deeper in our news segment. Uh, so long, uh, Charles! <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Charles Martinet. Uh, Martinet Martinet. Charles, how do you pronounce your name? Uh, that's Charles Martinet. Nice Italian boy. Is stepping down as the voice of Mario. It's very confusing news because he, he's... This is generally something you do when you're retiring or you're sick or something, but he's going to be traveling the world as a Nintendo ambassador. So we're hmm. we're puzzling over the news. We're puzzling over what they're going to do next. Excuse me while I play a sad song on my clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Clarinet. Nice Italian. Italians pronounce their consonants. That's I not what, what Italians <laughs> do. It's why I still say Martinet. Because he, he, did he not say, Dave, did he not say that in Runner? Oh, yeah. Um, Hello, yeah, guess, this um, is Charles oh, Martinet in Runner no, 3. No, he said, he said Martinet. He did Martinet. Charles did. Martinet. But mm. it, might, it might be like, uh, I remember it was like this Bill O'Reilly gotcha question for Stephen Colbert. Like, <laughs> hey, your whole life your teacher said you went by Stephen Colbert, and now you're Colbert. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, was his, that- his siblings also say Colbert. Like, they've, mm-hmm. he's talked about this on his show. Were you? Was that the gotcha that was supposed to take me down? <laughs> like, and like, yeah, I don't have anything else in the interview. Uh, whoops. Oh well. Charles Martinet may be the definitive voice of Mario. He is not the first and not the only one. And we mm-hmm. we all know about Chris Pratt with Mario movie, but there have been so many others. Not so not just- not not that many. Mario has existed longer than Sonic, and Sonic has had more voice acts. Fair. That changes every couple games, I feel like. So yeah. glad Matt's that magician practice and <laughs> not here. <laughs> Let's just kick this off with... Number five! So this will be a look at uh, Mario voices through the years. Other other Mario voices besides Martin A, beginning with this guy. Hello! This is a Mario's Pizza Parlor. Can I help you? Hello, Mario. Yeah, this is uh, Jake the Watchman from the construction site across the street. Uh, can you make me one of your super duper pizzas and uh, have Pauline bring it over as soon as possible? Jake, my friend, you are in the luck. I just sure. took a one out of the oven and I'll have a Pauline to bring it over right now. A Pauline! I have a pizza for you to deliver across the street, so hurry and take it over while it's hot. Okay, Mario. I'm leaving right now. Those are the first words ever spoken 
by an actor playing oh Mario gosh. or Pauline. Wow, I thought that was the uh, the Mario Twins guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I <laughs> the Group X Mario guys? He's Mario Twins. Um, but modern Mario is kind of like, what if Mickey Mouse was born in Sicily? Uh, this is, <laughs> seems to be channeling uh, Father Guido Sarducci, character oh, yeah. created by Don Novello. Here's a clip. The take at the shrines in Italy is off 55%. <laughs> and the reason is because of the price of a gasoline, so expensive, $2.50 a gallon. People just can't afford to drive it to the shrines. So I says to him, you know, where is it that old walk on the water spirit? <laughs> you know, I mean... Procter and Gamble wouldn't take it to sitting down. Uh, remember when gas was only two fifty a gallon? It sounds like your stock like Italian accent, except like maybe they have like sharp appendix pain every five seconds. Like, <laughs> so I go to the church, and then I uh, I bought some baguettes. We were talking over the show, like we need to find the derivation for like this Americanized version of the uh, Italian accent, but it just sounds like Father Guido Sarducci. And there's no reason if you're 30 anything you should know anything what that means. But he sold beer, was on SNL all the time, I think only died. He, he died, right? I'm not actually sure. If he died, he died in the last like three years. He's also like a, he was like a strictly like Buck Henry only f- first five years SNL kind of guy. Yes. Like I, I barely know no, who he's, that he guy was, is. He was, he was really big on like the Ebersole years, like when Lauren Michaels wasn't there. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, but, he's still around. He's 80 years old, but he's still with us. Oh, wow. Don Novello. He was like a household name back in the day. And like, but what he was, was like, I'm an Italian immigrant who's just like you, but I have magic powers as a priest. And he would just <laughs> complain about, like, uh, you know, it takes, like, uh, there's some non-Italians in here with one, two, five, one miracle. Like, how, how you get ordained by the Pope? And, like, that's all I have. I don't know, uh, not having listened to the Jack Benny show enough, like, what the Italian stereotype was. What I think is really funny about this, this is from the Donkey Kong album, right? Yeah, Donkey Kong Goes Home, which was one of those, like, children's albums based on a popular thing. There's a uh, article I recommend that I think you sent me originally, Chris, that's uh, on digital trends called... Yeah, it's, like, from the how- last couple weeks. It's 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 the most information we've ever had on this album. Yeah, from last month by Giovanni Colantonio. This forgotten 1983 vinyl made Mario history, but it could never be created today. And, yeah, it, it's just the producers of this record had, like, zero creative control from Nintendo. They, yes. they, they were just free to do whatever they wanted and what they put together was a record of short very repetitive songs and little audio skits where this version of donkey kong is like he used to live at a zoo but then the zoo had to be torn down so he was sold to a circus and he only comes back once a year and he misses the zoo so he climbs up the construction site where it used to be it was a license agreement by the way these people were like uh they wrote chart toppers really i I, yeah i i wrote this down i'm gonna say it exactly as i presented to you michael this is a snippet of 
the band that this is from is this champagne champagne mm-hmm. and i call this black grandma pablum like whenever i worked <laughs> with really really old black ladies this is the kind of shit that i would hear it's it's it sounds insufferable some people can hold it together So that that is that charts at number twenty yeah. on the American Billboard charts, and the writer and the vocalist, the non-male vocalist, those are all the people on this album. And the 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 guy Pat McBride, Pat McBride is, is, is the the voice of Mario. well, he but he's he's the guy commissioned to write these albums. More importantly, mm-hmm. he he's like yeah, pr- coming up like yeah, come up with another hit. And like I don't want to work like that. <laughs> and then he found like. Well, I can write songs for Disney World and these licensed albums, and it's a lot less pressure. And if you listen to the album, he was like, I hated kids' music. And he wrote semi-complicated. <laughs> like, it's not yes-ish necessarily, but like it's early 80s, and he's writing complicated children's songs. And he's not only charged with writing that, like, there is no story for Donkey Kong at this point. Nintendo doesn't have one because I'm pretty sure the way they worked, we messed around with a bunch of pixels and came up with a gorilla. <laughs> then we found out like, uh, like put a mustache on this dude. He looks very distinctive. And because Nintendo literally wasn't involved, he could do whatever he wants. And then he eventually becomes the voice of Mario doing the, uh, Oh, what is it? the story is Michael just said, but like Mario works at a pizza place and sends Pauline to deliver a sandwich. Yes. Yeah, a pizza, but yes. To and the in, scaffolding. In this fiction, Donkey Kong had been friends with Mario and Pauline when he lived at the zoo. Yes. Yeah. And, in, and in, should... in the city of Gamesville. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he already wrote the Pac-Man Christmas record. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, this, this gig is great. I get paid a lot of money. I turn in whatever, and nobody cares. <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but but like he uh, just like he is the voice of Mario. He's the first voice of Mario ever. Yeah, and they, they, they hadn't established that Mario was a plumber until Super Mario Brothers, right? Right. Yeah. So, well, until I guess Mario Brothers, like the first one, was the hmm. first time we really saw much of that. And I like the first idea of like Mario having a job. I remember seeing it on Mister Rogers while he's watching a kid play it, and like. Oh, is he a carpenter? Is that why he has that hammer? Uh huh. Is that why he's on the Wrecking Crew? That's the most famous <laughs> Mario game, right? I love Wrecking but, Crew. But, but I want to say, Champagne. I do not think they brought their A game to writing these songs. We we have stuff like this. We're talking gorilla. We're not talking Godzilla. We're talking gorilla. We're not talking Godzilla. I want to give them credit because if you think of kids' music, it's just like fire engine, fire engine, fire engine, fire engine. Like, like it. it, it there's melodies. There's a bunch of layered shit. It's it is. He he's not wrong. He wanted to create like yeah. Let's make some weird music that adults don't hate when their kids play the albums because they're meant for kids. And you're in like like we always yell about being old enough to remember being in a single TV household. You might be in a multi record household. Try I, I, to make albums that the whole family doesn't hate maybe not loves this is this is like dark souls but if you got your lore from albums that were side projects <laughs> but, but i think i think my hilarious conspiracy theory 
is Nintendo. He never talked to Nintendo. Never. And we only learned this like a month ago. Uh, Nintendo is a Japanese company. I, like, I've, I love Charles Martinet as Mario. But there is a difficulty when you work at a Japanese company finding an English voice actor to say things you don't understand. And it is very possible Nintendo heard this, having no, given no direction. Like, this is what our largest audience thinks Mario should sound like. The Amiya, yeah, like that comes from Pat McBride in 1981. You can kind of hear it in the background of this clip. And before I play it, I just want to add, maybe I should clarify, we're only going to be talking about English language Marios. You might think Mm -hmm. that a Japanese or French actor is like the best one ever. I'm not going to make that call. But uh, yeah, here's Pat McBride. Before, before Marioc? most yeah, I, of I, us, even I'm going to guess Anthony Bruce Wayne, before you were born, this guy had to figure out Mario's voice with no direction and did. And Charles Martinet is doing a very similar thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although that I think like the Yahoo's and stuff are like the, the Mario Kaye. It's like Yippio Kaye. They're trying to do mm. a cowboy thing. So yeehaw, etc. But, but that's, uh, what, that's what I'm saying. I think ja- yeah. like what were the Japanese supposed to think? We need to have an American Italian immigrant speaking a language we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Charles Martinet comes in like this sounds like what they came up with. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Not shitting on Charles Martinet, but. What are the other gigs? like? <laughs> I recommend listening to this. It's like 20 minutes. You can find it on YouTube. Donkey Kong it's goes captivating. home. It, it kind of is. And it's like, it's such a unique thing. Like, they don't really make stuff like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it goes out of its way to establish Mario. Like, Donkey Kong is a poor, misunderstood creature who is friends with Mario. This scenario is completely nonviolent. Hey! What's going on? Mario is climbing the building to get Pauline. Oh, no. Donkey Kong is throwing barrels of oil down towards Mario. Donkey Kong thinks Mario is wanting to play catch. I sure hope Mario can keep dodging those barrels as he's climbing to the top. Cue song about climbing to the top. Uh, God, I love all that vaudevillain as. Just just the, like, well. What's going on? Describe it to me. (laughs) No Foley work. Just say it. I was was waiting for the ding to turn the page. (laughs) I had a dong in my area. (laughs) Sure, you did. Yeah, th- huh. this shit is, it, it's a relic of a former era, but it's like how they would capitalize on a popular thing mm-hmm. with a very easy to produce album with not a lot of thought put into it. And that shit ended up defining a lot of American video game IP. Cause yeah, like, I was like, Pac-Man Fever was not long after this, right? A couple of years after this. These guys, they, he first wrote a Pac-Man Christmas album. Hmm. That's what he did before this right, album. Yeah. Yeah, now I gotta listen to Pac-Man Fever and see if there's a smoker's cough Pac-Man in there. <laughs> Dave, I'm glad you mentioned that as an astute fan of things I like. <laughs> but, but like that didn't exist yet. This person had wow. to define, like uh, you know, yeah. Buckner and Garcia like did some stuff. I'm not gonna, but like they had to define the Pac-Man world and what it was about. And if you've listened to that Pac-Man Christmas album, like 
they have to do a lot of heavy lifting. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Like there wasn't these are single screen arcade games with yeah. uh like three or less characters. It's about a pie that eats dots. What are we going to write? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Donkey Kong goes home. The first spoken Mario with a man who is lost to the mists of time for you know geeks and what they're interested in Bro, today. this is us baby look it up your 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 black oh, grandmother it. will love it okay. <laughs> and you uh, woo 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 that's what it reminds <laughs> me of that <laughs> anthony just see, fucking y'all can't see me raising my hand i know that song i played in my house yes that like i worked at the public library for a long time with like very old black ladies and that song would come on and i could not stop cracking up and i just turned around and they were like holding their hearts and and spinning in their chair oh. jeffrey osborne baby you should be mine. <laughs> well, I was trying to make the point that this next guy is very well remembered by geeks in general. Hi. Oops, sorry. Number four. Now catch you this time, banana breath. Now I've got you over a barrel, Donkey Kong. That so bizarre. is the voice of Optimus Prime, Peter Cullen, Whoa. as Mario in the Donkey Kong segments of Saturday Supercade, a TV show that was on Saturday mornings and also adapted Qbert, Pitfall, various other games. That but were popular you remember what we talked about. Those games were so ill-defined. The things that happened yes. in Saturday Supercade ended up defining what happened in those games because like... The Japanese companies were like, yeah, all right. Like, uh, that's who Pitfall Harry should be. Or no, that's Atari. But like yeah. uh, Kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Who could forget Kangaroo and Frogger? Who could remember Kangaroo? <laughs> <laughs> Kangaroo is the weird one in there. Peter Cullen as Mario and the Donkey Kong bits where Mario is trying to recapture Donkey Kong, who is on the run for a circus. And every episode, just these, you know, 10 minute shorts or something, every cartoon follows the same structure the first act is basically the fugitive where donkey kong comes and meets some new people and a scheme is hatched and mario's <laughs> trying to catch him and then in the second act they inevitably team up against that cartoon's antagonist and then uh donkey kong gets away again optimus prime is the <laughs> yes <laughs> is the is most the recognizable first mario uh, that's once what we're again getting. now i've got you over a barrel Uh, I don't care. (laughs) I really thought, by the way, have you over a barrel was a rapey thing. I could be wrong. I'm sure it has. It's it's too widespread, but maybe who knows? I have a. There's probably a simpler derivation, but that's what I always thought. In in any case, it's very strange to hear. Bust my hump all day, and the government has me over a barrel. Yeah, yeah. So he was playing against a. True legend, you will probably... Nobody's going to recognize him from this clip. Holy shit. Does this mean you're finally giving up? Donkey Kong! I'll take that as a no. I cleverly evade these barrels with a hop, a skip, and a thump. Time I'll jump instead of oh, he hits the barrel and it's full of molasses. Uh, <laughs> but Donkey Kong 
was played by Soupy Sales, who was like a kid's show host. I, I never heard of until I read Howard Cern's book, where he, yep. oh, wow. in his more sinister days, where he's like, I wanted to... M- I wanted to murder that motherfucker Robin. I wanted to take him down, show him my boobies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Soupy clearly having fun with the characters we hear in this clip. I gotta admit, Donkey Kong, that's pretty clever. I'm so proud of you. Here's a little reward. Oh, ooh, oh, how like, oh yeah, how neat, oh hell. And here's a free ride back to the circus. My theory is that they just put him in a dark room with a microphone and he didn't he didn't have a script or anything and then they just wrote the episodes around whatever he said. I could tell exactly what was happening in that clip. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want to make it even more uncomfortable by saying it's Mario is so ill defined and like all we have mm-hmm. is maybe Donkey Kong Jr. being developed. This is Tom and Jerry and Mario is Tom. Mm-hmm. With this slavery, in me. <laughs> like I gotta recapture this guy. I gotta. He can't be running free. He's. <laughs> I I just think because it was the eighties, there was so much cocaine on the script. They just said whatever the hell they wanted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll animate it later. You can't see the lines because of all the lines. Let's mm-hmm. just say whatever we want to. Mm-hmm. You know? If Mario was bigger than Donkey Kong, you know for sure he would be trying to put him in a sandwich and eat him. That's yeah, true. probably. Then, then, you, then you're back to Tom and Jerry. That's true. That's true. He would have yellow eyes like Tom. <laughs> Tom should always have yellow eyes, just saying animators. I just imagine this Nightmare Mario scenario where like Mario's huge and keeps trying to eat an ape. But 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 Donkey Kong is the hero. Nominally. Nominally. They're, they're both sort of... Heroes. It's it's like again the fugitive that you have Doctor Kimball and the guy who's chasing him. That they're both heroes, but they're you know they're antagonists to each other. Donkey Kong does like a lot of weird fourth wall breaks where he just like stares into the camera and like yes. oh get a load of this guy. We don't have to. And you just see seventy year old like Ruby Spears animators like we don't have to draw anything for five seconds. God damn it! <laughs> Call my wife. I'm going to come which, home and give her the pickle tickle. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know which one is going to be the Tommy Lee Jones character. <laughs> <laughs> I need everyone to check every donkey house, uh, barrel house, girder house, ladder house. Over the barrel, under the barrel, around the barrel. <laughs> cement factory oh, house. Breath. No one ever gets the cement factory house. No. I didn't take you one up. I don't care. <laughs> all right yeah peter Co- that's so weird it does that voice does Optimus not miss prime right. no it's also and i, I want to make a reference only for dave it is he's the voice of the rescue rangers hoy i'm captain monterey jack thanks for your time that's what combining range? two things that's Doesn't peter like multiple animals that have zero spoken lines as well yes yeah he and is. santa uh, not not on, on a Frank Welker level, but uh, oh, okay. but yeah, I think that's what I was thinking. Of. But uh, yeah, he is Captain Monterey Jack. I, Dave missed my state reference. I'm gonna guess. Oh right, right. No one's gonna get. Sorry, the state my, my shoes are untied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Just I know you all want to see the skin doctors, but uh, <laughs> I canceled Paramount Plus yesterday. I'll never be able to see uh. the state again. 
Sorry, guys, but I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm actually. <laughs> uh, well, I watched the whole last movie yesterday just so I could talk about our number three. Forget the expensive plumbing companies where you're just a face with the Super Mario Brothers. Your family. Wow, you were great. I was great. Are you kidding me? You were great. I am so glad we spent our life savings on this commercial. That is not a commercial. That is cinema. Uh, what about the accents? Is it? Is it too much? Too much? It's a perfect. Wahoo! Okay, I'm gonna trust you. Little little Charles Martinet cameo there. Is his dad or grandfather? Well, he Charles Martinet is both uh, this guy named Giuseppe, who's just playing Help Me Jump Man in at, at the Punch Out. Which, by the way, as an Italian, that's a way bigger slur. Being called Giuseppe, <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, yes, because that is a very uh, cliched Italian name. Oh, I didn't. It's just Joseph, isn't it? Giuseppe. No, no, no. But like, but like, this is according to my grandfather, by the way. Uh, like, uh, okay. like that's just something. Anglo dude in Brooklyn would call you in the fucking 40s. And what was his name? What? I was hoping your your grandfather had a very <laughs> Italian name. Oh no! Well, we we found out. This is not important, but we found out like when he died. Like, oh, that wasn't his name. <laughs> cool. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but if you go, if you ever go to uh, the Statue of Liberty or Ellis Island, you can see the Antistas name. Where they're one of the first. People in New York, Dave, respect. Mm. Put some fucking respect on the distant <laughs> name. Nice. Tired of this shit. This fucking uh, Ruddens running around like they own the place <laughs> with their two daughters in the goddamn uh, Mortal Kombat arcade machine. Fucking bullshit. The, the only sad part about this being an audio medium is people couldn't see the hand gestures Chris was doing. As he oh! <laughs> so this is, of course, the Super Mario Brothers movie that came out this year with Chris Pratt. Very, very Italian, crisp. I cannot <laughs> reiterate how Michael always spells it crisp, comma, rat, and I cannot get that <laughs> to translate on 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 Mike at all. But it's it always makes me giggle. <laughs> Poor crisp rat. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I am with people hating people who support anti-gay churches, but Chris Pratt has never been. Anything but amiable in person and nice, and uh, maybe that's why. Like when I watch this movie, I have a ton of nerd problems with the movie. None of them are Chris Pratt. None. No, he's fine. He's perfectly he's serviceable. Fine. He's a likable voice. We found that out in the Lego Movie. We knew it from Parks and Recreation. I, I a really likable like presence. Mario could have been like Kevin Hart, and I, I would have had the same complaints about the movie. <laughs> the movie, like it wouldn't have mattered. But to to your point, yes, uh, Charles Martinet played that Giuseppe character. He also plays Mario's dad, appropriately enough. Dad, what did you think? I think you're nuts. You don't leave a steady job for some crazy dream, and the worst part, you're bringing your brother down with you. Well, thanks, Dad. Your dad isn't proud of you because you won't let your dreams die. That, that, I think, is more words, more different words than Charles Martinet said in his entire Mario career. (laughs) (laughs) These pretzels are making me thirsty. (laughs) 
yeah, and that, like that's my big problem with the movie, and I know we highlighted that off mic. We're just like none of us. I've met all your dads except for you, Anthony. All your dads are great. <laughs> like, like w- w- the template for the shitty dad is dead, mm. and and the dad in this movie is so shitty. <laughs> I, I have never really met anyone who craved that kind of approval from their father, who but never got it. That I just wanted you to say you are proud of me. I have never heard anyone say that in real life. I've I, heard it a million times in movies. Well, you know what? None of us are Hollywood scriptwriters. This so is true. I know, but you know. I, I bore maybe, witness. Maybe their dads are ashamed Let's of Let's all tell our, our dads right now we're doing that, especially with the, the I bore happened. witness to a, a wrestling podcast with Dave's dad, and Dave's dad's like, I just want to close up the show by saying I love Dave, and I think I'm really proud of him. This show rules. Like, like, <laughs> what world are we living in where this template still exists? I really think Roman Reigns is going to have a great year. <laughs> <laughs> your dad was so cool on the podcast and like and that was the new york dad that i yep. was like i was expecting like uh you should have been like your brother i wish you would <laughs> like like uh yeah your dad was the the cutest man alive <laughs> one of the Sorry, reasons i hate this movie but chris 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 pratt is not one of them you kind of needed like a generic voice for Mario, because I think if you would have recast Mario as Charlie Day, who is one of my favorite humans of all time, mm-hmm. that would have been way more distracting than yeah. Chris Pratt is. Well, uh, the, the thing is, like, conventional wisdom right now, conventional wisdom in Hollywood has always been, like, you need a strong leading man. You need someone who's a proven hit at the box office. And they've been applying that logic to animated films, which I do not think that's necessary. Like, how many people saw the movie exactly. because of Crisp 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 Rat? Uh, <laughs> how was that many? Exactly. Will Smith has been the voice of two mainstream movies. Can you name them? Shark Tale. You motherfucker. <laughs> and Flushed. Was it Flushed? No. No. It was that, s- that was stupid worse. fucking pigeon movie. Oh, pigeon God. spy. Oh, yeah, the movie. spy pigeon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah. like, hats off to like. Hardcore Xennials, like, Shark Tale sucks, and I'm glad we don't have to talk about it like it's Space Jam, which also sucks, uh, but there was less things to compare it to. Yeah. Uh, well, they they also do something that I dislike strongly. They do the Popeye hates spinach thing. Ugh. Really? Go on. Eat it. Ugh. Now, this has to be a mushroom, because I just hate mushrooms, and... Okay, okay. Mm. Are you sure there's not, like, a... Down the hatch. Mm. Yep, there it is, and all gone. Oh, not cool. Yep, she force-feeds him the mushroom. I think, again, Chris Pratt, I don't like this movie, (laughs) really. (laughs) If you asked me, I'd say I'd seen it three times. I have never seen Bowser do the song. Never. Really? He does it. He does it twice, and it's it's amazing. I've I've seen it in theaters. Like Jack Black is, even though he's basically just channeling Jim Cummings, he is an absolute scene stealer. Like he's he's the heart and soul of the movie. Yeah, I, I do like it. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I, I really like that take. Yeah. Everything else of the movie, like the random humor, the 
the the music is the thing that like really brings my heart like really there's there's like 18 orchestral mario cues that like you really have to know mario to know what that is i'm glad um, you said that part of the music and not the like Here's the exact song you think thought was going to play is playing. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. The jukebox musical, like, now we're going to play Back in Black. Now we're going to play whatever. Yeah. yeah this this conversation's getting a little long. <laughs> no, I know. Right. Well, let's, let's start to bring it home with. Number two. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Everybody loves this guy. I do. Captain Lou, yeah. a real yeah. Italian, by the way. <laughs> Cindy yeah. Lauper's best friend. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about WrestleQuest later, but, like, Dave, that, that, that era of Vince McMahon Sr. where, like, all these wrestlers, like, were graduating into weird movie mm-hmm. roles and, uh, yeah, where they, like, they, I didn't know... Captain Lou Albano was a wrestler at all. Like when I saw really? the show. Oh, yeah. No, no, I didn't. I mean, most most managers, you know, were before they became managers. And like just looking at him, like obviously, like he's got that crazy look that you know is great. No, I wrestling. was actually genuinely disturbed when I saw like this is the voice of Mario. I'm like, what are the rubber bands about? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Well, like the dedication of the role, he shaved off his famous uh rubber band beard just so he could do live action bits. Time for a new day, but as we always say, neatness counts. That's right, Mario. And by the way, move a little piece of spaghetti on your overalls. Thank you, Luigi. And you have a little bit of spaghetti sauce on your shirt, as usual. Really? Your shoes are dirty. And your socks don't match. Yeah, you got five cavities. Uh, yeah, just kind of bad vaudeville host bits in between the cartoons, which is what we all were here for. Captain Lou really bringing that yelly wrestler promo energy here. Bob Coop. <laughs> I forgot that the live action parts had a very real studio audience. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they found that very funny. You can tell. Uh, also, the my, dancing in the intro. My, my, favorite, oh, yeah. my favorite thing about the Mario show, like crossover wise. Maurice LaMarche, who isn't on camera a lot, but a very famous voice actor, played Inspector Gadget because they were. That was, I thought that was Don Adams. It was Maurice LaMarche? No, no, the voice was Don Adams, but he played oh, okay. Inspector Gadget on the Deke oh. Mario show. Oh, okay. So he was. Don Adams was doing the voiceover and he was. No. There? No, Maurice LaMarche was doing an impression. As huh. Inspector Gadget. It's a damn good impression. Chief, is that you? Yes, sir. I'll be there as soon as the Mario Brothers fix me up. And, and like, if, if you've bought as many Mario cartoon DVDs and Inspector Gadget DVDs as I have, I thought I played them on an, a previous episode of uh, Laser Time or Talk Radar, but, like, Inspector Gadget narrates things. That's not Don Adams. Hmm. Select here if you want to hear <laughs> English instead of French. Like, like it's very strange. Move the icon to the corner and you might find something special. <laughs> Remember when they used to do that with DVDs? <laughs> we, we call it an oh, Easter hey, egg. And now I'm David Lynch. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Remember that bucko? Yeah, the the Mario Super Show was 
an outdated format from the beginning. And like, I know Japan has this huge, like, like the reason Nintendo did not cooperate with American media creators was the Super Mario Brothers Super Show because they did create a 30-year-old format <laughs> to, yeah. to bring to life Zelda and Mario. But it it can be worse. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it was. was. It was worse because, you know, as, as silly and bad as this was... Your problems are solved. I've been unclogging sinks since I was knee-high to a tortellini. Stand back, gang. The sink hasn't been built that Mario can't unclog. Here, here's what it sounds like when Mario, played but not by Captain Lou Albano, but by Walker Boone, meets Barbara Bush in an episode of The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3. Are you from the Secret Service? Even better, the Super Mario Brothers Super Plumbing Service. And what this place needs is a super drain. You can tell he's trying to imitate what Lou Albano did, but he doesn't quite get it right. Sounds more like Gilbert Gottfried. I had to tell someone today I took the most tragic shit I've ever taken, which was looking into the IMDb of Walter Boone. Like, what else would we know him from? Because we can talk about Peter Cullen. He's Eeyore. He's Monterey Jack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Walker Boone is just like a bunch of character actor roles. He is an unnamed person in snake eater three <laughs> yeah this is the most high profile character in the most high profile role he ever ever did and he died he two had, years he ago he had a bit on i think star trek the next generation but you not Dude. remember the guy in snake eater who's talking about drains like way too much <laughs> look i love star trek but there is 120 episodes where someone's like you can't do this, Picard. <laughs> and and, and, and he did that once. Leland T. Lynch from the episode Skin of Evil. Uh, dude, look at his IMDb. It's right a bunch now. of shows you never heard of. And he played one character once all the time. Like, this is his biggest fucking role ever. Whereas Lou Albano, Lou Albano cracks me up to no end. Because I think I'm, I'm with Dave uh, uh, where we entered into wrestling. He was, like, grandfathered into, like, the king of wrestling. Even though I don't – Dave, I don't think we saw him wrestle in our lifetime, right? No, like, no. I mean, I didn't know because, like, around <clears> – like, excuse me, like, around WrestleMania, like, one, two, three, he was a manager then. He did, he did like, managing even into the, the 90s. Do you have the greatest clip of Albano? I, I know which one you mean, and I'll try to find it right now. <laughs> but I, I just love picturing, like, so I was actually curious before this, like, episode started. I'm like, I know Albano was, like, in the live action segments, but I was like, does, did he do the voice as he well did. in he the did. episodes? Yeah. I just picturing Lou Albano, like, coming into, like, a studio at 8 in the morning, cup of coffee, putting on his reading glasses and being like, <laughs> okay, what is what are we up to this week? Anyway, but yeah, he, the the greatest Lou Albano clip. Hey Lou, what happens if you do drugs? And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. <laughs> Please. I I'm pretty sure he was asked to do he was asked to do promos as Lou Albano because he he he'd seen the worst of drugs. Of course he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, grew up in New York. Was a wrestler. 
But he is dressed as Mario, yeah. and he's looking he's at the like, camera and like, "You go to hell before you die." Did that have anything to, to do with the Barbara Bush crossover? <laughs> Take it from your old pal Mario, who's seen some shit. I'll try Trust and me, say these the, ain't rubber bands. The thing I sent to Michael, and I don't know if I can do it. Just say a go. <laughs> That's <laughs> a go. I can't do a good Mario. Mario oh. is my favorite. Non Charles Martinet Mario. I, I do love that whoever recorded that PSA a said like like looked at Lou Albano and said like yeah I'm just gonna let this guy ad lib his his answer because that's obviously what that was, and then after it was recorded didn't think like hmm maybe we should get that again but like less scary <laughs> yeah maybe you should kids. take the fucking Mario hat off or something like uh <laughs> like 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 what does Mario know about drugs Lou Albano. Knows plenty about drugs. Yeah, but no, Mario's gonna look you right in the eye, right in the camera. If you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's one of the darkest statements ever to to be delivered to kids. Mm-hmm. And and again, the really silly thing about it is like he voiced Mario in the series. The guy who was Luigi, by the way, was almost dead the moment he was. Yeah, cat. he he looked about eighty. What the fuck? What was his name? I'm I'm blanking on it. He died a long time ago, but I, I just want to bring up a long time before the show even started. Uh, no, I'm kidding. They revamped the Super Mario Brothers Super Show into Club Mario, which was a bunch of rollerblading Venice Beach Californians, yeah. but they kept the cartoons. So, like, this stayed in the hearts of minds of kids for another three years. And the only lore they had was Mario 1 and 2. So. One of the reasons I love Mario 2 so much is because I just came home every day for five years and watched this show. It was all the only daily fix Mario stuff I had. By the way, the Luigi uh, actor was Danny Wells. Yes. Danny Wells. And he uh, passed in 2013, so I don't know, know if 3010's covered him yet or not, but oh, he's, uh, he was in a lot of stuff. He was in Magnolia and a lot of stuff after Mario. Oh, yeah. that, that's why Danny... What's his name? Daniel Boone? Uh, Danny Wells. Danny Wells is so, like, it's crazy. Like, that's, he was not cast as a famous person. And Oh, you mean Walker Boone. Walker Boone, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I Man, I really fucked that up. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when we record these seconds Danny in reverse. Wells and Walker Boone. When I was a really little kid, like, your daily fix, your your weekend fix for Mario, because you, you, you were, like, five years in between games. Uh, was the Saturday morning cartoons, and I remember my friend taped every episode and, like, what's your favorite song from the Mario World series? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't like this show. Yeah, they, they really, like, later episodes really leaned hard into the, like, the jukebox musical format. Where it's just because. like, we're going to have one popular song or, or moderately obscure song, and we're going to base a, a huge action sequence because around it. Because they lost the live action sequences. They had mm-hmm. to create, like, musical moments where they reused animation. And Super Mario World's Looking for You was what we decided on as the best <laughs> song from any Mario cartoon. It was about Yoshi looking for something. Looking, looking, looking for... It's it's sung like Weird Al's dad. Looking for you! It's, it's... Oh, it's awful. But, like, that's all we had as Mario fans. <laughs> 
And I still think the animated Zelda segments were still like the highlight of that oh, show. I loved Once them at the time, but now it's just it's so absurd that excuse me, Princess. Zelda, oh, I'll fuck you in the ass <laughs> and then like <laughs> Slow fade. <laughs> slow, uh, slow. <laughs> slow fade. Uh, oh, Ganon never this. talks. That's what's so cool about Ganon. Uh-huh. Doesn't say shit. <laughs> I had to. I was the inverse. I so I don't know if it was like this everywhere, but where I was watching Mario, it was Mario Monday through Thursday. Yes, Friday right. was Zelda. Yes. Friday yes. was Zelda. It was and more was like, important. This shit is already setting like starting my weekend off poorly. I didn't even know Steve. I didn't know Steve Martin well enough back then, but I was like, this catchphrase sucks. <laughs> like, I, I I don't like anything about Link. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey Zelda, Mario, have you heard like, about the cruel yeah. shoes? Pointy birds, pointy birds. Yeah. That's a lot of Steve Martin references for people who <laughs> yeah. weren't born in the 70s. Uh, I don't know how this isn't our number one. But here it is. Oh. Are you spending money on this stuff? Look at this. Yeah, but that's got the article about the missing Brooklyn girls. Oh in yeah. It. It's also got one on a scientist. Turns brains into cheese. Yeah, well, you don't know it could happen. Wow. How could that possibly happen? Anything's possible, Mario. You just gotta believe. I do believe. I believe the rent is three months overdue. That's what I believe. Oh, I'm just a working class Brooklyn guy who is really big in every scene. How was this Welsh this Welsh born actor? He was the everyman in so many yeah. Americans. Well, he got cast as Eddie Valiant, and he was so fucking perfect that it's just like, yeah, he's like the blue collar guy now. Jimmy complaining about Eddie Valiant? I'm going cuckoo over calamari. It's the fucking weirdest <laughs> delivery I've ever heard in my life. Uh, w- once I've been around, like, traveled a little bit, but Bob Hoskins. Mm-hmm. is the best actor who's ever been Mario, period. Yeah, I, I want to get out front and say I am not one of those people who says, like, no, the 1993 Super Mario movie is really good, actually. It is an abomination. Awful. It is a fucking mess. He is the best thing about it. Yeah, yeah and it really set a bad... I, I don't know if it was the first, but I, it may have been one of the... It was definitely one of the first, like, video game movies, but it was the... F- it basically set the template, like... Don't bother following the game. Just yeah. do whatever. Don't, you know. don't include anything that fans like about the game. Yeah. Just do your own weird Max Headroom shit that's yeah. like the result you know, that... of a fight between producers yeah. who want to make it like a kid thing or want to make it an adult thing. Battle can just have regular dude hair. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? Just yeah. make him look was... like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, Nobody like us his buddy. No you know. Those are Donald Trump. Everyone will understand to not vote for this person. <laughs> That is weird. Like going, going back and seeing Dennis Hopper in the role of King Koopa, how much he looks like Trump in so many of those shots. Yeah. Like the expressions he pulls, the way his face Un- looks. Unintentional. Like uh, every YouTube channel in the world has done a, a expose on how like Donald Trump was the template for the villain in every movie. And somehow... Yes. He said some racist things that people liked, and people voted for him. I want to vote for the villain of Ernest Goes to Camp and Break into Electric Boogaloo. You didn't even mention Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 2. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he is the villain in everything. <laughs> and 
He's yeah. making all of our lives worse before he entered politics. Any movie where kids are trying to save the rec center from an evil real estate developer, that's who they're doing it about. Yep. You know, he had that one speech that really resonated pe with people where he said, I'm your main man, your can of spam. Oh, oh I, I got that fucking <laughs> clip, man. Here we go. No woman can resist the charm of a mouth. The name's Mario. I'm your main man. You ran with Dane, you can't explain. Yes. <laughs> you right? You okay? Maybe she's a little shy. So Mario and Luigi, right. How many wearing, wearing like bright yellow and red suits, are in a club in uh, the Mushroom Kingdom. And they need to get some information from this bouncer who's like this very large black woman covered in like red rubber spikes. I think she's supposed to be Big Bertha, like the fish that swallows you whole in Mario 3. That's uh, her name, uh, yes. Yeah, and and so, yeah, Mario goes up and like, I'm, I'm your main man, your Ramadame, your can of Spam. Like, that's how it's spelled S-P-A-I-M in the subtitles, can of Spam. I mean, they did get that right about the character because obviously Mario <laughs> lays pipe all the time. Oh, yeah. He, really, he's... <laughs> he does. Uh, I, like, anybody who could tell you they got laid with that spiel has been dead <laughs> since before World War II. <laughs> like, my biggest problem with this is that everyone on Twitter, like, oh, the Super Mario Brothers 1993 movie still the best Mario movie. I'm like, no. You don't watch movies. The only yeah. excuse you could give to the 93 Mario movie is like, if if they got the rights ripped away and made the movie the same way, I'd champion the movie all day. But it's still called the Super Mario Brothers movie, and it's awful. Yeah. It's very, it's very, a, very bad and wrong. I think maybe there are some people who can't distinguish between something being entertainingly bad and being genuinely good. This is entertainingly bad. It yeah. is not a good movie. It is very strange and broad and amateurish, and it does not work. Uh, there are two separate characters named King Koopa and King Bowser. King Bowser is the good one. He's played by Lance Henriksen for about five seconds for some reason. Yeah. I can't fathom. He's a mushroom the rest of the movie. Uh, like, uh, Mojo yeah. Nixon is Toad. Yes. You know, yes. because Toad is seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like, like I, 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 like my eyes are open. Matt, who's not here, he's he's he works in games now, but he worked in movies before, and he would he said the attitude typically was these dumb motherfuckers. If we just had their story, we could just do we could do whatever we want, and that only changed in the last like seven years. We're like, like, don't fuck with what works in video games. You saw the Sonic design. Like, it, it, god damn, it's so... This movie sucks, and I would have replaced it. Lou Albano is better than Bob Hoskins as a representative of Mario. Because uh, Mario is not kinetic here. He doesn't do anything. Uh, he does. He he jumps around. He womanizes, and I, like I've, Luigi I've solves said, more of his problems than than, than yeah. vice versa. Luigi John Leguizamo is is pretty good as Luigi. He's trying. Uh, yeah, something that I read about this, somebody saying that it gets everything wrong about Mario except Mario himself and Bob Hoskins. 
even though he had no idea what the character was, immediately grasped it. Like, yeah, this is just this working class guy who will do whatever it takes to do what he needs to do. He's he's just very stoic and determined. I work from job to job. Mm-hmm. He also has one of the most bizarre lines ever. I'm gonna make a monkey out of you, plumber. Trust the fungus. Trust the fungus. And he holds up a little mushroom to this blast of the Devo ray. <laughs> <laughs> that a monkey is introduced and Donkey Kong is not referenced. And then yeah. a... And then a real super scope is pulled out. Yeah. yeah. And not in a wizard way where, like, no. we're promoting this. It's just the directors think, like, this is authentic. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. just it's, do this. It's one of those movies where the story of the making of the movie is way more fascinating than the product itself. It's it's all, like, the whole thing about this movie kept Nintendo from making anything in America for years. <laughs> Yep. Yep. For years. And I yeah. hate people. Like, you cannot like the Mario movie. I don't love the Mario movie. I mean, this kind of seemed like it was the culmination of everything that we've talked about, it, it, like, in this top five, where it's like, oh, you did that? Oh, you let you let Captain Lou do that? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you had him talk like that in the album? Okay. And now you made a multi-million dollar movie where nothing's right. All right, now yep. we're done. Now we're done. We're pulling up There's... stakes in America. You're not yep. allowed go, to make go, go tell Phillips uh, we'll do their thing, and then we're done. All toasters toast toast. <laughs> there, there's a babam in it. It's a tiny wind-up toy that has a Reebok logo on the sole of its foot for some reason. It's uh, also... So fucking asinine it sucks it sucks so bad and i i really like i have dealt with so many people in my generation saying like space jam is good and it's just like look fine you were there it's good like if you enjoy it you enjoy it but like the mario movie is that's the best i will fucking kill you this is terrible (laughs) this is terrible you cannot objectively defend this film it sucks it sucks so hard if it would have had any other name on it like the uh the Welsh, the Welsh Puerto Rican combo go downstairs. Like the, that would be a fine film, but it's a it representing Mario. It sucks. It is bad. It is the worst thing that's ever happened. In ter- there is no worse video game movie. There is not. Uh, well, I mean, Uva Bowl's entire Uv. Uh, no a strong contender for no. that title. No, 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 no. Because if you're a House of the Dead fan, you deserve to be disappointed. Uh, but, 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 but you're well, used to being disappointed. This is the big, like, like here. My my favorite thing about pop culture is like the biggest superhero ever is the first superhero movie, Superman. The biggest video game character ever is the first video game movie. The Superman movie has its problems and is laughable and is problematic. Nowhere near as much as this. This is so fucking bad. This is a music video masquerading as a Mario movie. It sucks. And if you say this to try and get uh, the old Mario movie is better, you are the worst critic of all time and nobody should ever take what you say seriously imagine if the first superman movie was about him driving a car and killing people just like on the street yes. um 
Yeah, that that's like the level of wrong that the Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie is. Like, this has no real idea of what Mario is, and to be fair, neither did Bob Hoskins. I didn't even know it was a game. It's my kids that told me. Well, I said, what's your next film? I said, I'm doing Super Mario Brothers. Oh, that's the game. Oh, what? Yeah, here. and this is you. And I saw this thing jumping up and down. I thought, I used to play King Rhea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like i I think like uh if if i remember lore correctly dustin hoffman was neck and neck who might have been a better mario at his at his age like uh he's not dustin hoffman is not a super kinetic actor like bob hoskins is he's pretty good as captain hook i mean no no but he like uh Bob Hoskins has an enthusiasm and energy That's that true. like uh, yeah. Dustin mm-hmm. Hoffman didn't have, but Dustin Hoffman was willing to do it because his kids loved it. Whereas yeah. Bob Hoskins did, didn't have that at all. It was just a job. No. Defin- yeah. Definitely going to impress my kids. Definitely going to impress Def- my kids. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's our top five Mario's who aren't Charles <laughs> Martinet. Mario, the Mario movie. Fuck the Mario uh-huh. movie. Luel Bano belongs in the number one spot. Um, uh, it, I it, consulted it, with you about. <laughs> I told you. I said Albano and everyone. You said else. Hoskins. Hoskins, oh, Albano, I, and everyone else. Uh, oh. uh, so I don't know. Do you, you don't have a number zero for this, do you? Dave, no, give it don't. to me. Okay, well then I'm going to no, do no my super own horny, oh, number zero. Uh, okay. It would be, and I'm just going to approximate it. Does anybody know that one? What is it, Dave? Te- technically not even a voice actor, but that was Mario. Uh, technically speaking, I want to say in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out as the referee. Oh, it's true. Oh, yes. no. I knew it sounded familiar. But, I mean, yeah. Mario was everybody in every sports game. He was a golfer. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I yeah. see. That's I never played the other sports games. That's the only one. So now I have to see. Is it? Do they have it? Nintendo was good even back then about making sure things were like somewhat similar between games. So they might have made sure it was that same. Matt for, for other. Burp, burp, you know. burp, burp. I know. Mount Ball. Big <laughs> All right. Well, that is our top five. We're going to take a little break. Dave, we are losing you for the second segment. Is there anything that you would like to plug or draw people's attention to? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dave. I slipped. I slipped. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm at Dave Rudden on X and uh, also also threads. So yeah. I'm almost at triple digits on that. So please go there if you don't like X, which I understand. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'll always be your main man. You came to Spain. You're Ramadame. All right. Well, thank you so much. We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some Gamescom stuff, some new releases, Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk, bunch of other cool stuff. Stay tuned. Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, just like that. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? 
then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Why did you see Alan over here to yeah. tell me more about not only a trip to Japan, the, the most recent person I know to go to Tokyo Disney Sea, biggest, bestest, most expensive Disney theme park in the entire world as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Most big. expensively built, maybe not to visit right now with the strength of the dollar. Hey, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to mm-hmm. Tokyo Disney Sea twice to the point where, oh, wow. ask me if I'd go again. Would you go again, Chris? I don't know that I would. That place has three hour lines for everything. Well, the thing that I did, because the ticket, you know, with the with the conversion rate and stuff like that, the, the ticket itself to the park was only $70. Damn, really? Which is like half as expensive as Disneyland. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment, where we're just going to jump headlong into that wondrous and incredibly lengthy segment that we, this week and other weeks, are calling... Bomb Rush Cyberfunk finally. is finally out. Bonnie, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is the second attempt that I've seen at creating a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio, Jet Grind Radio, Jet Set Radio Future, and it fucking nails it. Oh, thank God! I thought it, you were going nice. to see like like this is why Sega won't follow it up. It's hard. Well, it, it seems like every time Hideki Naganuma, the main composer for Jet Set Radio, announces that he is providing the soundtrack for a game that happens to be all cell shaded and fe- features inline skates, people go nuts. It's like, oh, it's Jet Set Radio, and the last one, like Hover Revolt of Gamers didn't what? really capture the f- exactly you don't even remember it right i remember we've been following uh-huh. this closely yeah yeah but this one feels like jet set radio 3 it uh nails the feel of jumping around doing tricks rail grinding it adds a bunch of cool new stuff the graffiti mini game is very fast and and fun you're just like you're just like doing a little connect the dots thing, and depending on the order you connect the dots in, you'll drop different tags. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. You can you it can really was up things like and- the lamest thing about Jet Set Radio. Like we always say, holds up real well, looks mm. very good. And then you get to the mini game, and it's like you guys are really loving this new analog stick. These mini games are oh, yeah. solely <laughs> about having an analog stick. Uh, uh-huh. Not so exciting now. <laughs> no, no, not not the novelty it was in 1999. But yeah, the, this time around, it's it's just very quick. They need to do some updates for quality of life for mm. like the mini map. It only shows like, you know, where people are that you can talk to to sort of advance the storyline. It doesn't show things like the toilets that you can use to hide from police or change your clothes or different tagging opportunities or oh, you you just uh, high five these five statues in a row. Now a thing opens up. We won't show you where it is. You can dance at dance pads to change which member of your crew you're playing as uh, those aren't marked on the map. So you just kind of need to. I mean, I, I like the exploration, mm-hmm. the fact that like. Yeah, I'm just being rewarded for poking around and finding stuff. On the other hand, it's like, yeah, it would be nice because these levels are pretty big. 
if they would, you know, give me a little bit more direction. They looked massive, like like Jet Set with skyscrapers and shit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it does. And there's a lot of, like, I I can see, like, there's a shimmer on this billboard that's, like, way up high, so, like, I should be able to tag it, but I have no idea how to get up there, so now I'm going to have to explore some more and try to find the path that can get me up to that point. And like that, that stuff is super cool. And you don't, you don't necessarily need to do that. There's a lot of Mm. like, this is a really tricky challenge that it's spitting at me early on. And I can just choose to put this aside and come back and do it later. Once I'm better at the game, it's not just inline skates, rollerblades. You can also, uh, one of the starting characters has a skateboard. Another has a little BMX and they not all fair. <laughs> <laughs> they all feel pretty similar. You can do the same things on on each one. It's having like, done all of them. No, yeah. <laughs> not in real life. No, no. very, very. Would very you, different. Michael? Would you bomb a hill on a skateboard in San Francisco or a bike? Choose now. Definitely bike. Thank you. They're not the same. <laughs> yeah, bike has brakes. Yes. Brakes. I, I kind of love that we have another cell shaded game this year with really uh, yeah. cool. Well, not cell shaded, mm-hmm. like really cool art style with a really great soundtrack after Hi Fi Rush earlier in the year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they they bring back the like the themed graffiti gangs that like the first gang you have to fight is uh, the Franks, and they have mixed roots. And what that means is that they're all like Frankenstein's creatures that like stitch together from different body parts. And, but they just hang out in basketball shorts and sweatbands, and like the Space yeah. Jam monsters, kind of yeah. The monsters. That's just, just me on the weekends. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he, he's out here every day making money for Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Bum Rush Cyberfunk, strong recommend. I've been playing it on Switch. It's great. I'm sure that on PC you can probably get higher frame rates and probably. Looks slightly better, but you know, cell sh- the, the beauty of cell shading is it holds up well no matter what the platform right. is. Right, and if Nintendo so. will maybe let you carry over your purchases to the next system, oh boy, can nice. you imagine? That would um, be a dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, yeah the the soundtrack is great. Oh, but it tends to loop the th- the same like three or four songs when you're in an area. I gotta say, and all you-, you have to do is have one Chibomato song. Extra yeah. sugar. <laughs> I'll be happy. <laughs> I mean, most of them are about that shouty, but you, I, I haven't heard an actual Chibomato song yet. Oh, I love Chibomato. So that's that's pretty great. Uh, Bomber Cyberfunk, awesome. I'm so happy it's finally here. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you played this one. Yes. Oh, I played this one because um, I was mad excited about it. Because, um, ooh, you want you want a hot take here? Sure. The, the most piping hot take ever. But Okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is actually a good movie. Mm-hmm. I love okay. the Friday the 13th movies, but I can't call any of them that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, I, like, I, I love them. I'm telling you, I've seen them all over and over again repeatedly. I, I like them a lot. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It, wow. it It's amazing to this day. It is awesome. But I think that's the trade-off. <laughs> a bigger license was Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is fucking creative how <laughs> they made that work. It felt a little more organic with Friday the 13th. Jason versus a bunch of campers. Jason can teleport, see through shit. Like, things you mm-hmm. had to assume Jason could do in order to do what he did. 
This has to take a lot more creative liberties with that, such as feeding your grandpa blood so he can see through walls and allow you to see. Like, as you I do. love that idea. No, it's it's fucking brilliant, brilliant. But like the things, the only criticism I have thus far, and I should say I played this a lot, and by a lot I mean a couple of times because these sessions take can take a while, especially as people figure out how things work. I probably played for three hours, never as anything but a victim. And that's just where I got placed. But uh, it's asymmetrical multiplayer where you can play as victims of the family or uh, or the family themselves. Each with different drawbacks, different uh, buffs and, and, and stats, special powers, all that shit. But like, one match I was in for like 25 minutes because everyone's just still trying to figure the, it, it's still pretty like weird trying to figure stuff out but if you remember us talking about Friday the 13th like it took like a month before someone killed Jason and even then it was yeah. hard to recreate it's also weird that the only level I've played in is like bright and daylighty it's it's it, as far as I've, I've read criticisms that it's not scary and I think it is, and then some. Somehow, afterwards, it isn't. It, I felt more annoyed, <laughs> more annoyed than anything. So I played a bunch as a victim. You wake up, you are strapped by your feet into a thing, and you you need to quietly get out of it without setting off a sound meter. You are under underground in the basement of this Texas home, and as far as I know, and I don't know this again. I'm sorry, I did not get get to play as the uh, family. Only Leatherface can be downstairs. Yeah, I think Leatherface always starts in the basement. So yeah, I've I've been reading some reviews of it, and it's like, yeah, that definitely seems to heighten the tension. That like you start in the basement, Leatherface is down there with you, and you need to escape without alerting the Leatherface player. And then once you get into the the house proper, then like I, I think it's the cook, the hitchhiker, yeah, the dad, the the yeah. redneck. Mm-hmm. And they're they're all they all have their own roles to fill. Like well, some of them can set traps. And- it's again, this is a, 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 I don't know how the game is going to end up taking shape, but it also like makes Leatherface feel really weak because mm. uh, it makes the family seem like idiots. Where because like uh, you can crawl through tight spaces, like gaps in a wall, and you can crawl through door small doors by kneeling down. None of the family can do that, so they can just watch you leave them through a space. You're both the same size, uh, <laughs> but they can't. They can't do that. Uh, you have to find equipment to unlock doors. You can find bone parts because there's a bunch of traps that can alert people to your presence and where you are and where you've been. And then you get outside, and it's broad daylight, and yeah, it just makes feel like everybody's a fucking idiot. Like, I can see people running around, and they can see me, but, like, I can still get to places they can't. I don't know. I think it needs some work. I think it, it needed a stronger beta test, uh, given that I've really liked gun gun media stuff in the past. But uh, it's scary in the beginning, and then it's just anno- it's annoying thus far. And I, I, I say that when I played Friday the 13th, I played with someone who doesn't play games, and I always say it un- it will unfold like a Friday the 13th movie. No matter what, everyone might die. Jason might, one person might get away from Jason. Everybody wins. This is just ridiculous and just full R word. Like it doesn't, it doesn't follow the <laughs> events of the movie. Like, uh, it, it like, I don't know. It, 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 it sort of bugs me right now, but again, I didn't get to play as an aggressor. I only got to play mm-hmm. as someone who's fleeing. Um, 
It looks like there are some checks and balances, like, I, I guess, for Leatherface, the chainsaw can stall. And chainsaw so then you have stall. to, like, hit hit a button in time with the meter to... to it seems complicated, it yeah. The chainsaw yeah. can stall. There's an overdrive on it that causes it to stall if you do it for too long, meaning, mm. like, your one-hit kill. So, like, there are moments where, like, ah, it's Leatherface, and I could just, like, juke that idiot. And then I was like, I'm going to try hiding in this, what do you call it, where serial killers hide remains in one of those freezers mm-hmm. Leatherface saw me go in opens it up pulls me out you are given ample time to get up and run away he doesn't huh. he doesn't have an option to kill you in the freezer uh, yeah. so it's, it again, seems like it would be really right. obvious to just stick the chainsaw in there well yeah. you, have, you have some defensive weapons in a sprint that you're rarely again it's it's all very baffling but I encourage people to play it because I want to see how it shakes out I assume there were some beta tests on it and we're all not quite figuring it out just yet, but uh, it has way. It's it's way more contained than Friday the Thirteenth. Smaller maps, very dead to, by daylighty, with a lot more stuff to hit. You can rip out fuse boxes, fuck around with propane, propane tanks, and and, and you can you can undo traps. You can set traps. I just didn't see any of that happen in the course of multiple sessions. But again, people are figuring it out. Anyway, it, it sounds like to me a lot of what, what could make this a different experience is the fact that maybe you get away from Leatherface. But you run into like one of the family members, you know, because yeah. they're also playable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and unlike Jason, you have like all these health things and defensive weapons, so you can cut them and you can brush them off. You duck into a crawl space. It's mm-hmm. not an instant death. So like, mm-hmm. what, yeah, again, one of these things lasted thirty minutes. I'm trying to date a new person, and I'm <laughs> I'm working, honey. Watch this. It's like a horror movie, <laughs> and it wasn't. It was ridiculous, <laughs> and, and in broad daylight. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, can we go on to the the my two awards for the uh, worst names of the year for games? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Immortals of Avium was hyped. I, I think a, a few weeks ago at the um, video games live. I'm forgetting the, the summer event that replaced E3. Um, oh, uh, Summer Games Fest. Summer Games Fest. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I I played a little bit of it. I thought it was pretty good. First person shooter but with magic in a fantasy world and i i have to kind of applaud ea for doing something original ea made a, a game yeah Whoa. with a new ip and and a, a very deep background of lore and and i thought you'd appreciate the beginning especially chris because they begin with the classic fantasy rpg style lore dump where it just starts oh, spitting a bunch of names at you and like, and this lord did this, and oh, the 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 legions fell against and the winged the of, one, and the the and the ferocious dung eater. But the straight wizard came and yeah. fixed everything. But but then you start hearing characters like muttering in the background over the the narration, and you realize like, oh, you're watching a play, and the main characters are hiding in the rafters trying to get oh, someone's cool. purse with a fish hook. And and so it's it's kind of poking fun at that sort of lore dump. Mm. Then you know you're a thief on the streets and you're running around with your partner in crime and talking about like oh we need to do this heist to save our friend. And then uh, you get recruited into this army and the grand marshal of the army is uh, is like training you herself personally. And talking about, like, the Immortals are this elite unit. We're on the front lines. It's like, 
but you don't get to join them yet. And your character's like, come on. Yes, I do. Mm. <laughs> I, you're training me personally. What, you take this much time with everybody? And it's just like, I'm training you personally because everyone else who can fight is already fighting. We're desperate for troops. So Hell you have yeah. to do your time on the front lines like everyone else. And then like five years later, and it looks like World War One, but fantasy. And it's pretty, pretty cool. It was pretty taxing on my PC. And the, the reviews are okay. Why, why but, you were playing on PC? I, I guess this, the trial is at least included in Game Pass probably, right? Is it? I no, mean, I EA Play is there to hope you no, didn't spend any money that's on it, true. Michael. Uh, <laughs> Next yeah, boring game name. Fort Solus, the game where you get to see Troy Baker's butthole. Uh, according, <laughs> to, <laughs> according to... Uh, actually, let me... Let me pull that up real quick. Let me let me give some context to that comment. He's at Neverland Ranch. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the best things about working with Troy, I remember coming in for lunch and we were doing the mocap and I walked into the foyer and there I see Troy's butthole. I mean, the, the hole is butt made. When I, we were, wait, we, when I say we threw ourselves into this, we literally did. And there's, there's a hole in the wall that was made by my butt. Which he signed. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I've met Troy Baker, and I very charming, very handsome lad. And I promise you, he has a butthole like a word-perfect asterisk. Just perfectly <laughs> symmetrical. <laughs> Doesn't all I could think... All I could think was that was the second time that night I felt bad for Jeff Keighley on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> the first After being the... the guy that jumped up with the GTA comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that it's a very pretty game. It's kind of slow exploration focused. You spend a lot of the first half hour or so trying to find which door in this compound is not locked. You drive from one Mars base to the other in real time while the opening credits show on screen. Uh, it does the everything is all one continuous shot like God of War does, which that's pretty neat. Yeah, and it apparently ramps up with uh, a lot of tension later on. I did not get to that point, but what I saw was very visually impressive. And uh, it felt, it's it's maybe unfair to say it's a little telltale-y, but that's kind of what it feels like at this point. Like I'm going through, I'm looking for little uh, white circles to appear that mean I can interact with something. And then I do like a little mini game, quick time event, and uh, continue exploring. So... I don't know. It it could be cool if if uh, isolation and if if you like you know dead space but with a little bit more slower pace and more of an exploration puzzle solving focus. But yeah, exciting. Marvel Snap also came to PC finally. Oh, rhythm is a dancer. Uh, so fiction <laughs> comes home. So if you're into that, I mean. I'm not, but Chris, it was, it, was, it was one of those things that Gamescom did amazingly, and that's be uh, a Jeff Keighley trailer. The trailer is amazing. I'm not sure mm, what yeah. how you make Marvel Snap seem exciting to PC players, and I haven't <laughs> seen what it looks like. But it, it's nice to have it on another, another platform. I suppose I, I loaded it up this week and played, had a good time. They, they're keeping up with everything. I still have not changed my deck much and still doing okay. So, like, eh, there's some cards that could probably be nerfed a little bit. That's always sort of annoying in this ongoing experience. But, like, I am I was more shocked it wasn't on Steam. 
Like you, yeah. you, you couldn't play yeah. it on your PC. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Like it hasn't been out this whole time. They, really? pr- they promised it back then. So I, th- I'm shocked it took wow. this long because, uh, especially a mobile game with this much prominence. And, and, and like, I don't know that I played a mobile. I don't play it a lot, but I don't know if I've consistently played a mobile game this long because they kind of wear out their yeah there's only so many gems i can match before they want me to pay 99 dollars or watch eight ads for (laughs) oh you like these games Uh, whatever that game was from a couple weeks ago um yeah yeah well if you want a free mobile game that won't ask you for microtransactions and you're subscribed to netflix you can grab the mobile version of WrestleQuest, which is also on consoles and PC. I'm so upset and by this. Really? Why? Because I thought this game was absolutely charming, a wonderful time sink, and I didn't know there was a mobile version. And I didn't know I got it free with my Netflix account. And I didn't know how to do that, despite having done that a couple times, but the app keeps changing how that works, mm. uh, especially on iOS. And it's just not well optimized for mobile, in my opinion. It's hmm. it seems like an afterthought, and that was the only way I played it. And I really loved almost everything about it. And I hated playing it on my iPhone. Just yeah, fucking hated it. I, I like the the idea. It's it's a wrestling RPG, but it takes place in like a world of action figures. I think it's literally called like the toy the toy box, That's Toyland, or what something I'm like that. Most curious about, and I, I say this. On the day we're recording, R.I.P. Terry Funk. I don't know how they landed a lot of these. They they seem to have licensed real wrestlers, the ones that Vince McMahon hasn't scooped up and ruined. But mm. Legion of Doom, Diamond Dallas Page, Macho Man Randy Macho Savage Man. is the Jesus of this game. Yes. As it should be. Con- okay. Conrad, what's his name? The, the, the podcast impresario is in the game like there's a yeah i I like that it has a podcast chorus yes like a greek chorus but it's podcasters talking about what's going (laughs) on it's for wrestling but like really fun and cute shit like uh like a trade-off to like constantly hitting people rpg style our taunts are basically like promos or whatever flexes shit you would do in a wrestling ring like you you really need to like something Mar- I think Mario uh, Paper Mario tried to do and failed at trying to appeal to an audience but like it makes way more sense in this turn based RPG and my absolute favorite thing is instead of locked gates there are tables and you Ooh, get man. table coins and <laughs> crash through tables and there are different levels <laughs> of tables there are flaming tables I love this so much I've got I've got to play this it's it's yeah. so pretty and clever and like there are Jake the Snake Roberts. Like, there, there are, there's voice acting from really cool wrestlers in this. And just, again, like, it controlled like ass on my iPhone. Ass. So, absolute it, ass. Sounds like the roster is mostly like 80s, 90s wrestlers. <sighs> That's the thing. I, I, I don't want to say it's only 80s, 90s wrestlers. I think it's people who aren't currently working in AEW mm-hmm. and people who were wrestling before Vince McMahon Jr. And outside of their their league, because Legion of Doom, not Legion of Doom, the, the they're called something else. What are uh, the, ro- the road, road warriors? The road. They're called the Road Warriors. Yeah, because Vince McMahon, they didn't sell that to him, so right. he doesn't own that. I don't know how Macho Man gets away with it. I thought he owned him, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. But yeah. uh, 
I, I do kind of like this thing that, like, yeah, Macho Man has kind of been retconned as the golden boy of the 80s because the yeah. actual golden boy, Hulk Hogan, turned out to be a racist asshole. Yeah, we're uh, so. <laughs> a, a, a cucky, <laughs> a, a cucky racist, <laughs> like, dates mm-hmm. people who look like his daughter weirdo. Again, nice guy. I have the best meeting story of him, <laughs> and I love shitting on him at the same time. <laughs> Love well, yeah, I, I like that the main character is like this Latino kid who wants to be like Randy Savage. He's Randy yeah. Sant- Santos, and so mm. he's he's just like the Randy Savage, King. but yeah, speaks speaks in Spanglish. Like, oh, see, like, <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. It's really entertaining, and I wanted to play more of it, just not on the mobile platform. And it's available on everything. So, like, if if you want to pay for it. It's just so hard to pay for it when it's free on this other device, and it's just yeah, so unoptimized. Yeah. But it's, it's like twenty five bucks. It's not that. I know. Bank 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 breaky. Here's a free yeah. drink, and here's a twenty five dollar yeah, drink. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I'm making the same decision. Mm-hmm. Couple games came out actually a week before the last, but we we haven't talked about. I want to touch on them briefly just because it's awesome that both of these exist. Dangerous. The Rumisode Triungulate is a. <laughs> If you like Homestar Runner, you like Strong Bad. Uh, this is a a point and click escape room style adventure that uh, they could have done it on their website, but they decided to release it as a product instead, and it's pretty great. Your Strong Bad is dangerous-esque, and you click on things in the room to try and open up new things that will lead to new possible puzzle solutions. It's an escape room. You probably know how these work. Um, that's neat. And also Turbo Overkill is a first-person shooter made by Apogee that uh, it, it really effectively channels that whole boomer shooter aesthetic with like low-poly yeah. stuff, but you just you move fast, you wreck shit. It feels kind of like old-school Doom or Duke Nukem. Uh, you have a chainsaw leg that you, you have a, like a slide move that you can just tear through everything at high speeds. And it looks kind of amazing. It like, you know, d- really cool neon cyberpunk aesthetic. You can ride around on hover bikes and shit. I really, really like what I, I was far. more shocked. Like Apogee released a game. Yeah. And I, know, and right? I had to look into that. Like uh, Apogee is the company behind Duke Nukem. For the company who didn't release Duke Nukem Forever after almost two mm-hmm. decades. And the CEO quit, bought the name, and created oh, wow. a new company or something like that. So it's still like largely the same company, but they released a fucking game. And it yeah. looks it looks like in their wheelhouse in a modernized version of that. So like good on them. I don't know why you'd the name synonymous for not being able to ship or finish anything of quality. Why would you license that name? I was shocked well, to see it. Technically, it was 3D Realms that took the. Fall I know. For I that. know. Apogee was just the publisher that they strung along. I know, but yeah. like that's the only so, reason I know them. What's your other I'm, favorite Apogee game? I'm not surprised that someone with a Monster Duke Nukem Bash. affiliation <laughs> would, would have. <laughs> I'm not surprised that someone with a Duke Nukem affiliation would have the words chainsaw leg in their game. Yeah, mm, yeah, it's very on brand. Zero mm-hmm. Robert Riga's involved, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> and you can upgrade the chainsaw leg at like Bioshock style gene splicing things. It's pretty cool. I recommend it. I I did not know it existed until like the week before last. Another a couple games that came out this week that are coming out after we record Blasphemous 2 and Armored Core 6. Probably 
find room to talk about those next week. Super excited for Armored Core 6 as a first Armored mm-hmm. Core in a while, and I think a lot of people have discovered that they love From Software games since the last Armored Core. So <laughs> I would be, say millions. Have yeah, it will be that. interesting to see how many people come to this and say, this isn't like Elden Ring. I, that, that's what I'm most excited for. That level of attention to combat and mm-hmm. just just precision combat Yep. On a mechanized level, like I just don't like. I, I've watched every bit of footage. I just can't wrap my head around how this works just yet. But it should work exactly the same as the, the mythic strength all these Elden Ring and Dark Souls bosses have thrown at us. So why not? I cannot wait. I do wish. Do we need to start a petition to like the color pink? Like just hmm. someone tell from software it's out there. <laughs> like it, 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 it exists. It exists. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, they mix it in with their poison swamps. <laughs> well, you, I'm sure you can customize it with, you know, New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is all of the new release. Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> oh, you did that. Okay. I did not. I did not. I, th- I thought I hit the wrong button. No, that was Anthony. Oh, okay. They're, they're as easy. long as as long as we got someone else, to Bruce Wayne Brady uh, on Twitter or on Twitch. That's what he did. It's not my fault. Okay, moving on. Gotta have this great, great sound effect. Maybe someday I'll shorten it, or maybe lengthen it. Who knows? I could add stuff that, right now. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Fits in perfectly with this. Won't be up forever, so like I might as well get some more. (laughs) Nobody burps or farts anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Raparez is back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, Uh, Michael. I'm very happy to have you back. And my opinion of last week's show is I was deeply uncomfortable with doing the show without you. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, (laughs) It was. It was the. not the third Shrek game, by the way, but the first Shrek game for GameCube. I think Shrek Thank XL or Double XL. I tried to tell the, Matt, the but he, fart button. he was adamant that it was a third <laughs> Shrek know, game. I know, I know. So wrong, so <laughs> wrong. And yet here he is overseas and unable to defend himself. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, do we want do we want to get to the smaller stuff first? I mean, Gamescom is obviously ongoing, so there's a lot of news out of there. Oh, you want to do Gamescom uh, first? I think this this story comes out of gamescom the playstation portal oh sure the playstation (laughs) portal yeah uh is i wrote this headline is a big sigh slash sony announced a bunch of incredibly non-essential peripherals that will cost you together more than a ps5 other ones yeah but but not 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 psvr2 style with a single shot Uh, if you bought all of these it would cost more than a ps5 all of these and by that i mean the playstation elite headset Ah, everybody with the PlayStation uh, Explore. Those are earbuds. Oh, my. And PlayStation... Did they get 3D sound? Dude, I hated how much I had to read about this, that Matt's not here. PlayStation Link is a new audio thing that shall be required from henceforth. That sounds like a USB dongle that may or may not be included in in everything they announced this week, but won't work. Unless you have this dongle, but they're they're at least allowing third parties to use it, so they're not like uh, third parties won't be totally screwed if they make a headset. It could still be compatible with PlayStation Link. I think it's just an, a low latency audio thing that will work with your PlayStation Portal. Can you plug it into your PlayStation Portal? Not at all. 
you have to plug it into your PS5. And that will allow you to use wireless headphones <laughs> with your PS Portal. Your PS Portal being what looked like a shot at the Steam Deck. Hmm, except that that's the thing that is uh, local Wi-Fi only, right? Exactly. That's what yeah. I don't get about this at all. And they announced a, a price, and it was it was lower or... It was low-ish. It was, it was like a commendably low, $200. Because a DualSense controller, which this is <laughs> a shitty fire tablet in <laughs> in between a DualSense controller, uh, a, du- a DualSense controller is $70. So it's like a $120 tablet in here that streams your PS5 games in your house over Wi-Fi, which is it, like... I just put non-essential here because, like, I don't need this at all. Granted, I live alone, work from home, don't... But if I was traveling, <laughs> this wouldn't work for me either. <laughs> it's, yeah. like a, it's like a dedicated remote play device that's tethered to your Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's like that Wii U trailer with the roommate coming in saying, Hey, it's uh, time to watch some baseball. Okay. Switch Mario over to the handheld. But, but I've been there. I remember, like, the Wii U, like, my... You know, I had a had a girlfriend at the time because apparently I was dateable and uh, had got the new Wii U and like, uh, I want to watch something like, ah, these dames fucking battle axe. Am I right, everyone? Misogyny. Um, but I can turn on my Wii U gamepad and play Wii U while, while we both watch something. But that was a problem I had 12 years ago. <laughs> this is for very specific... I'm not saying there's no one who needs this, but I don't know anybody who needs this. Anthony, can you help me out here? Do you need the PS- the PlayStation Portal? I can see no use for this at all. Thank you. Michael, <laughs> I know doesn't need especially. it. <laughs> Matt, I know doesn't need it. I don't see any... like, And just like, there's little things of like, well, what can't it do? And like, well, you know your PlayStation Plus premium account that streams games? You can't do that. So it has to really? be on my Wi-Fi and can only play games off of my PS5, but can't stream games to my PS5 and then stream them to the portal. No, that is not allowed. And all these all these new peripherals don't work with it. With <laughs> You have a headphone jack. It doesn't work with any of your Bluetooth <laughs> there's, there's, there's also a note that says PSVR 2 games which require the headset mm-hmm. and games that are streamed through PlayStation Plus Premium Cloud Streaming are not supported. Isn't every PSVR two game going to require the headset though? So, I mean, I'll, yeah, it's. I mean, th- there there is something I was looking into. Like there, this could have really cool ramifications for PSVR two, but like we are now talking about eight hundred dollars to spend in addition to your five hundred dollar PS five. Mm. Who is going to develop anything for that? I don't know. I don't know. So like this, this to me like hit with like. Not a thud, not a punch to the gut, but more just like, yeah, I don't need any of that. Uh, I just, but I, I, I don't know where you guys are, but like, um, you know, I, I have a fucking fifteen-year-old five-point-one sound system that won't break, looks ugly as shit, but like sounds fine. Like, and I live alone. Like, I don't need the, the PlayStation Elite headset is two hundred dollars. Yeah, and and I get it because I've lived with roommates and I've lived with people who like shut shut this shit off. Like I I can't sleep when you're doing this. I'm not there right now, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm baffled. Like this all to me is like a big sigh. 
But I get it. There's people this works for. It's just not very exciting for first-party peripherals. And they why they announced a large batch of them at Gamescom. Just like, I think we wanted to hear about the PS Slim, and I think Sony mentioned the PS Link technology will be built into things in the future, so you don't have to depend on USB technology. No, oh, that's good. It could be cool, but I don't... Like, the Switch launched like that, too, with no Bluetooth support, and then had a software update and miraculously it worked. <laughs> Guess yeah. what? And the hardware was there the whole time. They exactly. just chose not to turn it on. Like I don't, a couple of years later. I know this isn't the, exactly the same, but it's still like, this was not exciting. And I'm as a PlayStation owner, I wanted something to be excited about. Hmm. And then, the biggest news of the week, several of my friends were like, was this because I talked to you this week? I'm all of a sudden getting a lot of Nintendo news. <laughs> like, no, it's not me. It's just the world going crazy because of this. So long, Charles! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that's what we, we talked about in the top five. Charles Martinet leaving Nintendo. Uh, no, not leaving Nintendo. Stepping leaving away Mario. from the voice of Mario. And again, like I said in the first segment, this is so strange because, like, I thought my initial... Like, people generally do this, like, I'm ready to retire, I have a terminal disease, something is preventing me from continuing this, but he's going to be traveling around the world to be an ambassador. For That sounds more strenuous than doing voice work. I said to Michael, this smells fishy, and then Matt, who is overseas, said uh, 24 hours later without reading anything we'd said, this smells fishy to me. And it seemed to be timed with, and I'm not sure about this, is Super Mario Oneater getting hands-on at Gamescom? That might be happening. So the, the previous trailers didn't tell us anything about the voice of Mario because we assumed the voice of Mario would be Charles Martin Martinet. Um, but there were no voices in the trailer. And I think we were speculating that they were getting ahead of this news by saying Charles Martinet is Charles Martinet. One year ago said, I will never retire. I will do this forever. And I said to Michael, I fail to see how a man who might be sick or tired or done is better served by being flown around the world as a global ambassador to Mario rather than spend three hours a year in a, in a, in a VO booth going, Yahoo! Woohoo! Yeah. Wah! The only thing I can think of is that, like, look, we have thousands of clips of you that we probably haven't even used in a Mario game. We're good, but if you want to stay employed, we have this other gig. Charles Martinet has been Mario for a long time, over three mm. decades. Yeah. But there's a very real rea reality with someone this old, you know, they could die, get dementia, all this stuff. There was, we were, we were within a decade period of this person needing to be replaced. That's a reality we all have to face. It's not fun. It's, it sucks. But like, I, I, this should, this would have been sad news at any point when you say Charles Martinet isn't going to be Mario anymore. This just isn't a good reason. And the way they announced it was like, why the fuck did you do that? Like, he didn't announce his retirement. He's still acting. Like, what the fuck is going on? I also yeah. feel by him being an international ambassador, he's going to probably have the most requests he's ever had to do the voice. Exactly. Because people try mm -hmm. to convince him, come on, just like a one line. Please, no, and, and you know? here's, the, here's the, the thing I really want to 
hit right here. It's fine if Nintendo as a company wants to move on. You know, like there's it's been 30 years. Like there's probably an executive in there that like, oh, I've always hated that voice. And like, yeah, maybe um, like it's uh, it's a it's it's a Japanese company who doesn't know what its main character is saying. <laughs> uh, like I, I, I could get that. Like maybe want to work more closely with the Mario uh, voice. I get it. We we, want to have him be more like classic Mario used to sound. Now I've got you over a battle, Ducky (laughs) Tunnel. But but it's it's more the way they announced it. And I think there's no good way to announce, like, we are parting ways with Charles Martinet. He's not an asshole, so we'll still do stuff with him. But, like, there's been no character, I think, in video game history who has had the same voice for 30 years if they've had a voice at all sonic has like hmm. 10 voices simultaneously yeah. now yeah maybe they're getting Kiefer sutherland to replace charles martin and they're like no we we have a chance to work with a real hollywood actor I, like that's just going off the top of my head and i'm probably wrong because like no one else has done duke nukem i get it it's a me mario <laughs> but but like uh <laughs> you know uh prince of persia like that voice has been different every like it's just not Something the video game uh, video game fans have had to struggle with the idea that like a thirty year mainstay an audio uh, association is going to go away. It's it, w- it would never not suck no matter how it was announced. I am still taking issue with how it is, it was announced, even though I think I don't want to say this like I'm a corporate stooge, but like it's Nintendo's right to change voice actors and. Yeah, it, it's it was bound to happen sooner or later. It it had to happen, but I just don't like it. And it didn't come from him because everything he said was the opposite. Uh, man, it bothers me. Sorry, guys. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, Gamescom happened. Oh, is happening this week. It That's is? kind of a big deal. All right, opening night live was a lot, but go ahead. I have a big plan for this, and you can edit this some of this out, Michael. I don't care if you do or not. Okay. I'm tired of reading all of these headlines. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do a We Didn't Start the Fire song. Okay. With, But I need you guys to sing the chorus. So I'm going to pull up a karaoke track. Just a quick post-recording aside from me here. The part where Chris asks Anthony and me to sing the chorus syncs up terribly. Since we're doing this all remotely, we are hearing it a second after it plays in Chris's computer. So I apologize for the cacophony of gibberish that's about to assault your eardrums. So here we go. Gamescom live courtesy of William Joel. Here we go. more of an intro than I remembered. I apologize. <laughs> Gamescom stuff. You ready? Yeah. Assassin's Creed in Iraq. Tekken's got a bear attack. New Sonic into D out October 17th. Mortal Kombat cares revealed. Something something Starfield. Marvel Snap on PC. War Heaven is a thing. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. That's not where the chorus is. Super. <laughs> Hold on, let me go back. Sorry. Hey, look, look, look. Just point to it. All right, I will. 
Surprise Age of Empires 4 rhymes with Diablo 4. New season, new class. Payday comes to Game Pass. Alan Wake's Dark Place. Modern Warfare 3 Showcase. Cyberpunk DLC. Now it's got a relic tree. Gamescom. Where we kind of supported. We're trying to support it. We didn't go to Gamescom. But we're trying to Trailers, 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 games, 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 trailers, trailers, Dorito Pope, that's it. There really wasn't much more news out of Gamescom at all. Um, I'm so sorry. It was only supposed to be a minute. Uh, wow. What did you like out of Gamescom? I like the Sonic stuff. I like the Assassin's Creed trailer. Yeah, the the Arabic was kind of a surprise to me. Like, I know they've been talking that up. And, you know, full disclosure, I work for Ubisoft. I had not seen that trailer prior to it being shown at Gamescom. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And I'm really, I put Alan Wake in there because, like, that was the biggest cheer from the crowd. Like, after the beginning and the end. Alan Wake, too, is the crowd favorite. And I'm just, I love Alan Wake. I just... Not that much. <laughs> like, not as much as other people did. But yeah, Cyberpunk 2.0, Phantom something DLC. I'll never play that game again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm very happy about Tekken 8 getting a release date. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited about that. Also, uh, seeing more of Black Myth Wukong, that was very cool. Yes, yeah. And there were a ton of trailers I was excited to see, but they didn't announce anything. They just showed new cinematic trailers, which... Behind the scenes, we're just like, God, we are doing this for the news for the show, and you're just showing us, yeah, this game's still coming, has a release date. Yeah. Lords of the Fallen, not to be mistaken with The Lords of the Fallen. No, very completely different game. The Thank goodness you're here, that struck me as like, well, this Great. looks like a very strange, very English trailer for a game, but it's the Untitled Goose Game. People. Yes, the Untitled Goose Game. People have a new game out. They have a rain. People have a new game out. It's not Dust Force. It's something else. But hmm. <laughs> they have a new game out. I think it was Dust Storm or something Dust like Storm. that. Dust Storm. Yeah. Uh, my favorite presentation was Ice-T introducing Payday 3 Yo, by it. saying that he has experience in real life heists. I just didn't know where he was <laughs> going with that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and I love people in chat calling him Heist-T. I don't know how much... Like, Ice-T has been famous since I was a baby. Like, how much ghetto shit did you get up to before you were a fucking millionaire? Like, on Law & Order. What the fuck are you talking about? He was a very wicked baby. 20 years ago, like, that Dave Chappelle sketch is based on a real documentary about a pimp convention. And Ice-T yeah. is, like, 20 minutes of it. Like, yeah, I did some pimping. Yeah, I don't do it much no more because I'm talking to Munch. But uh, <laughs> he also has a, an amazing, hilarious uh, audiobook from one of the uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons stories. Oh, oh yeah, he's a, the one of the Dritz Stewarden yeah. stories. He's yeah. a hilarious narrator, as you know from his body count sketch. Where you going? I don't know, officer. <laughs> where, <laughs> why you stopping me? Because you black, and it's against the. It's night time. Uh, he didn't change his voice at all to play all these characters. Nope. And I believe once called Dave the F word at a Gears of War thing. I'll let him tell the story. I'm also kind of interested in the cyberpunk update. No, no, I'm not kidding. Because, like, every single update to that game, everyone tells me, like, Jesus Christ, this is so fucking cool. But I was there day one, paid full price, and am still disappointed and have never gone back. Never. Yeah. 
Ben. And I know I I, 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 I champion moves like that, fixing a game and, and, and continuing to support it. But, like, you know, it was never totally in my wheelhouse anyway. It was just a bunch of... This is my other hot take. And I'm not totally trying to sit at shit on Cyberpunk, but, like, it's an immersive story. Sit down. We're going to talk for ten minutes. Go shoot those guys. Okay. <laughs> did you shoot those Good guys? Job. I did in one of two ways. Great. This didn't impact your reward in any way. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I also didn't expect that the Zack Snyder Rebel Moon thing was a two-part movie and that he's got a game tie-in, kind of like that Defiance. I deleted thing. that from the song, but that fascinates because like, I believe that's his Star Wars movie. Yeah, I think he wrote it. He did. He wrote it for Star Wars, and they shuffled him off, and he's like, I'm going to make it with Netflix, two parts, with a game, start a new franchise. So, like, someone who hasn't loved everything, and I have not seen the Rosario Dawson um, season five of Clone Wars, but um, (laughs) Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, (laughs) but, but, yeah, I've been pretty disappointed with a lot of uh, Disney Star Wars stuff so far, so... I, part of me, part of me wants this to be the American tale, Don Bluth thing to mm. Disney's, Disney's fuck. What I'm losing my words here. I had to chug a bunch of whiskey in order to get the courage to do that song. Um, but <laughs> did American Tale start as a Disney project? Or? Well, it was Don Bluth getting a revolt, starting a revolt against the Disney company and taking people away and getting his own funding. Like we can make our own shit. We don't have to listen to these assholes anymore and do what we think is important to animation for two, three movies. It worked very well mm. until it didn't. Yeah. My my main takeaway from that Rebel Moon trailer was like, I kind of thought Zack Snyder would have moved away from the slow, fast, slow stuff by now after like South Park made fun of Into it. Into what? Years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's almost, his, it's almost his trademark. If he doesn't do it now, it's, it's but, almost like if Michael Bay doesn't spin the camera around I mean, a few I times. Mean, yeah. This is not but, the like, podcast. Like, stopped doing that. This uh, is not the podcast to talk about it, but like when the Justice League director's cut came out, what is Zack Snyder supposed to think? Everything I did was right. Mm-hmm. That movie would have failed like a motherfucker if it hit theaters too. <laughs> it yeah. um, totally unbalanceable. Just because this is another announcement, but I can't be the only one who's like, man, the fact that there's another Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, mm-hmm. it's really confusing. <laughs> it really is. Could Call of Duty Modern Warfare Roman numeral 3 not to be confused with Call of Duty Modern Warfare Arabic numeral 3? Uh, not to be confused yeah, with Call of Duty 2, which is in... World War II, Call of Duty's Blops mm-hmm. 2. Very confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not they, really. They've remastered Modern yeah. Warfare, Modern Warfare 2. Now Modern Warfare 3, which I thought was a remaster, is a whole new game. No, and that, that really messed no, me one, up. No, 1 and 2 were both remasters and remakes. Like, that, the, the two major Call of Duty games were Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the completely new adventure with the same characters, and Modern Warfare 2, again, a completely new adventure... Released alongside or completely or in, within a couple years of the remasters. The remasters. That's it's so confusing. It really is. And the remasters but, were like special edition bonuses. I don't even think in those game packs, but uh, you mm. could buy them separately, but they were included in this. But anyway, Call of Duty but, Modern Warfare 3 is the last Call of Duty physical version special edition I've ever purchased. So I feel like this is this means something to me. Yeah. I, I will say that gameplay looked kind of amazing. 
Yes. Uh, and, you know, it's it's standard Call of Duty stuff, but it's super pretty. And it's like, I bet this would be so much fun to play. And about, you know, three-fourths of the way through when they're, like, you know, infiltrating the prison and stuff. It's just like, man, isn't it crazy that we get, like, one of these every year? And it's been eight years since Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. Like. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And at least this year I heard they have a dedicated uh, button to staying frosty. It's it's good. about it's time. It's about <laughs> Every time you, you reach a door, you get to pick whether you take out the one on the left or the right. Yeah. It's, it's a bold <laughs> new innovation in choice. Uh, Crimson Desert looked fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. that, that trailer kind of w- was jaw-dropping. It's just like, here, uh, have Elden Ring plus Tears of the Kingdom plus Dragon's Dogma plus everything else all sewn into one game. Guess what? It's also an MMO. So, <laughs> by the creators of Black Desert Online. I've played very little bit of Black Desert Online. It's really fun, and I liked it, especially because it's, you know, more of an action, like, mm. you know, real-time action combat instead of, you know, traditional MMOs where you're, it, you know, clicking menus and icons. moving around on a field and bumping up against each other. Yeah, so I really did like that at the, uh, at the time when I first played it, so... I am kind of curious to check this out when it comes out, and that kind of caught me by surprise. Oh, and mix in Assassin's Creed with those other games that I just mentioned. So, uh, it yeah, it looked it looks really cool. I'm gonna so can we check can, it out with an open? Mind. Can we make this a new format where we make Matt sing everything he can about yes. the Gamescom awards, yeah, and then we get um, to talk about what we care about? He's not here, but he gave me power of attorney. So yes, I'll I'll just rubber stamp <laughs> that in absentia. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt is a way better singer and songwriter than me, by the oh, way. Oh well, then so, he has to now. Yeah, sure. I think yeah, no, I think he's... we have to push this on him. He is mm-hmm. not compensated enough to do that kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I think those are the ones that really jumped out at me. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot to take in, and I remember like a- after a while, it's just like. Okay, Mortal Kombat One. This has to be the end of it, right? No, there's more. That wasn't your headliner. I, I gotta be a wet blanket here. Like, um, I don't need to see any more Mortal Kombat One mm, ever yeah. again. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm already, I'm already there. I'm interested. I'm in. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. get it. Yeah, we're a month out at this point. Just give us a game. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care at yeah. all. But the only other announcement that I'm excited for is that you know Bill Clinton wants to play GTA Six. I feel like Jeff Keighley at some point is going to knock someone out on stage and he's going to be more than justified in it. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. I think, I think like everything I was looking at, you know, chats, social media were like, why, you know, just, just expecting Zack Snyder to come out and Spartan kick this guy off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, in slow-mo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fast, slow, fast. It has to, <laughs> yeah. The windup has to be fast and the kick is slow-mo. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I'm not sure what they revealed about Starfield other than like, you guys pre-ordered this, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a new it's I mean, new footage. You got Game Pass. You have it already. I know. I, I don't Just have to be excited for it. Machine. Yeah, mm. I already got it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. But again, it's another one. It's just like, yeah, it's less than a month away. Let's go. And there there was that one game. It's it's the rare. It's only on PC, but it's it's also Game Pass Day One. A- Avra Untold colon something oh, era. There you go. I don't care, even a little mm. bit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, civilizationy. Yeah, is that all the news that's fit to play? Yeah, man, that's the long fucking news segment. Yeah, that's true. It is. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the community <laughs> segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week: 
What's a classic game that needs a Quake, Quake 2 style glow up? And as Matt clarified, not just a remaster, but like this is already a damn near perfect game. Let's give it a coat of polish and put it back out there. Um, Anthony, you weren't here last week. Is, is there one that you're like, man, I just wish we had like the definitive version of this game. I could have sworn that someone might have brought up this game last week, but I got to say, No One Lives Forever. Yes. That is a personal favorite of mine. I only played the game on like the PS2 port, never played the sequel. Um, I would love to see that game come back and just for like like the sheer quirky humor of it to have a whole new audience get introduced to that game. And I would love to play it again. Yeah. So I, I got to throw that out there. Matt was saying like the rights are like some sort of Byzantine mess that would, yep. you know is impossible to unravel so yeah. it's not impossible it's just it's i think it it's an ea's the ball's in ea's court and they don't do this mm-hmm. they don't re-release yeah. stuff that, that's just not what they do well you know never say never i mean they remaster stuff but if po- uh like pre-360 you'll never see it ever probably right but um all right so andrew joseph answered on the official laser time community on facebook our our videogamepocalypse.com is still down Andrew Joseph says the answer would be the NES G.I. Joe games. These games would be perfect updates for those craving Contra-like action since Konami sucks balls. His words, not mine. (laughs) Use the same style format and or side-scrolling vehicle missions added. G.I. Joe needs better representation outside the comics and original cartoons. That would be a good start. I never thought about it like that. It's not a great pitch in a boardroom, but what Andrew Joseph is saying, how do you salvage the relevance of two franchises? Contra living on the form of G.I. Joe, I am fine with that. That could totally sure. fucking work. Yeah. Totally fucking work. As long as I'm running around holding out a gun in front of me and just constantly streaming bullets in every direction. If you played that awful NES game and that not-as-awful arcade game, which is behind the back, which mm-hmm. Contra had levels like as well, yeah, true. Unbel- it could be unbelievable. <laughs> Doug DeFreitas says, Skies of Arcadia. Yes. Well, a remake would be outstanding. A glow-up and re-release of, of this outstanding game is long overdue. Too many Saturn and Dreamcast games are essentially lost and forgotten because Sega won't re-release anything past the Genesis. That's yeah, not that's true. We do get Jet Set Radio on pretty much every platform. Yeah, we that's, got Sonic Adventure good. on a bunch of stuff yeah, and Shenmue's and... Um, yeah, this guy's in Arcadia, though. That's a good point. And no Panzer Dragoon Saga. Well, well that's there, a, there was a that weird, what was it, a Panzer Dragoon version they put out like on Switch and PlayStation 2 or 3 yeah, years yes. ago? Recently, yeah. Panzer, like a remake, I think. Um, thank God we don't have a Sega employee here to mar this conversation. But uh, th- those, <laughs> those weren't even published by Sega. Like, they, they don't seem to have an interest yeah. either. They like licensed it to someone else to do a remaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that in the House yeah. of the Dead stuff. Like it's published. It has another publisher. Patrick Imbo says Unreal Tournament. My friends and I got it installed on all the computers in the lab in high school, nice. and we played these huge tournaments while we were definitely doing the assignments we were given. It's not available on Steam or the Epic Store, which is weird since you'd think the people who created the Unreal Engine would want to give some love to a big piece of their history. Epic has more money than God now. How difficult could it be? Uh, Unreal Tournament is another classic favorite of mine that I strangely first played on a PlayStation 2 before I wow. played the PC version. <laughs> yeah, and um, that, that, those are... My memories were when I was playing with people 
Quake and Counter-Strike were way over Unreal. People would dabble in Unreal. Yeah. And then I worked, I, I got a job in the press and like trying to, hey, new Unreal game. No one gave a shit. Very, very low traffic. So I just don't know where the, it, it, but it, it still seems like, what do you call it? Like not a loss leader. Like no one was demanding new Mickey Mouse cartoons, but it's Disney's duty to do that with their excess money until they work. And they did for 10 years. It, it's Epic's duty to do that with like, it can't, it's your engine is named after one of your crowning achievements. You cannot let this yes. go. And even if it's just a free demo for people, like something has to happen here. Like it, 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 you cannot let Unreal go. Was Unreal Tournament three the last one? I, I don't like know because PS three one. It had so many different monarch like colon monikers when it was released on other systems and ported places. Right. Because I think it was. You know, it was important to Epic, but wasn't very important to the public, and it oversaturated itself hmm. uh, to the point where I don't know where Unreal is anywhere in terms of you know other shooters. But yeah, I want to say they they like for a little while were like just with the year in the name, like it's a sports title, like yeah. Unreal Tournament two thousand four. Oh, I, like, I remember oh four, yeah, yeah. When when they introduced like vehicles that you could jump between, like oh man, this is so fucking cool. But on, on thirty twenty ten this week, we got to bring up F Zero GX, which is hmm. the last new console F Zero game. And like, I've been around for a while. Twenty years is dead. It's hard to bring something back after twenty years. And you know, I've I've spent almost twenty years in the game industry, and then twenty years before that. Like now, I'm forty three, and just like. 20 years is a long time to resurrect something that what isn't mega popular. So you owe it to yourself, to the brand, Epic, to, to do something with Unreal, to keep it in the zeitgeist, even if even if it's free. I mean, Which you Fortnite know, Baldur's is. Gate came back after more than 20 years, so who Very knows? true. Right. Uh, yeah, there was something else that is like, oh yeah, the last one was 2003 and not great, and the new one is 2023 and fantastic. I know, yeah. I was trying to think of what that was. Um, fuck. It's, uh, maybe it's a Prince of Persia phenomenon, but I liked all the in-betweens. Well, Nick Turner says, I have never heard of this game, by the way, Cosmos Cosmic Adventure. It's a real-ass game from real-ass American-ass studio. Probably. <laughs> I know. In it, you have toilet plungers for hands. Oh, no, I do remember this. And TNT plungers for your only attack. And It's Okay is crossed out, and you go, it fucking rules. <laughs> but I only had the shareware version, so for all I know, two-thirds of the game is complete shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was... I remember that it was one of those weird, like, yeah, side-scrolling shareware EGA games for PC. I thought he was talking about the arcade game where you shoot the pink aliens and like, ah, no, wait, that's a crocodile game. Um, okay. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was the ow, 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 ow. That's the crocodile bashing game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, Willie Somerville says, I would love to finally see the Mega Man Legend games uh, get its legacy collection treatment. And for the love of God, throw in the demo for Legends 3 that we never got to play uh, when it was in development for the 3DS. I love, love, love the Legend series. And being able to play them on the Switch as opposed to hooking up my PS3 to play the originals would be so much fun. Willie and I disagree 
up to and everything, including the demo for Legends 3. Um, mm. It would not wow you very much. You heard it here first, folks. No, stop it. <laughs> I don't know anything. From, from Twitter at you old so-and-so says, With the impending purchase of Activision by Microsoft, the time is ripe for Zork to get a glow-up. Hell yeah. Have Obsidian give the text a pentiment treatment, add optional RTX graphics, and let the player feel as if they will truly be eaten by a Gru as their lamp flickers down. The, the, the best future for Zork, and somebody has said this before, they had to have, is VR. Like, Interesting. totally, total sensory deprivation. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, black, black view and what, you just hear? A lot of narration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know, they, I think that the last real big pop cultural footprint that Zork had was in Ready Player One, the book, yeah. where it's one of the challenges that he has to go do. But I, I remember where we worked, Michael, you had a Zork... Did you have a Zork bumper sticker? I did. We we got some of them for free, I think, and and I still have parts of it hanging off my bumper. Uh, <laughs> but it it said like it is pitch dark. You are likely to be eaten by a Gru. Yeah, and- but you weren't the only one in 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 the in where we worked, which was like kind of game central. Mm-hmm. So the, the the joke went over much better, but like yeah, yeah, but I don't know. It was fun when I was sitting in traffic and I'd see someone behind me like peering yeah. over their steering wheel trying to read it and be like, "What? Street past <laughs> me, bro! Street past me! You're the shit! I love you, man! Talk Raiders, awesome! <laughs> Zork's got to be VR. I, I mm. and it'll be the first game Joe Rogan plays because he can play it in his sensory deprivation <laughs> chamber. Um. Man, uh, last night with you, the Rogue Squadron tril- trilogy. Please, did I, I meant to? I should have put that in the news because I talk about it so much. Dark Forces just got a night dive oh, yeah. announcement yes. for a re-release, so I don't think anything Star Wars is off the table. But they say night uh, last night with you, the lighting effects in the Rogue Squadron game still impress me to this day. I guess I could get it. Uh, running off a dolphin, but there's nothing more fun than fucking around with the settings and patches for several hours before playing a 22-year-old game. <laughs> Good lord. Mm-hmm. Has it really been that long? Yes. Uh, finally, Darth at Darth Ender X says, I would kill for a Kid Icarus Uprising remaster on Switch. Uprised graphics and controls that don't destroy your hands are all that game needs to become a masterpiece. I mean, I'm yes. not sure if we've said it a thousand times. That game came with a hand holster yep. for the 3DS yes, because yes. it wasn't on a controller. That's the only reason. It was designed, you could easily put that on a controller. Sakurai has a great video about working on it on his YouTube channel that oh. you should all check out. His YouTube channel is the shit. Yes, it is. We have a couple video answers. First comes from Full Install, who says... Hey guys, it's Tom here once again from YouTube channel Full Install. And also Twitch, where I've been streaming a hell of a lot of Remnant 2 with my um, best friend and sister. I think it's it's my game of the year so far. It's got It has got the best and most digestible, Dang. user-friendly co-op I think I've played since Remnant 1. And I know you guys have played it, but for anyone else, just give it a go. It's, uh, it's real good fun. Anyway, question of the week. What game should have the Quake 2 treatment? I thought this would be a difficult question. Because there's so many games from that era that I kind of hold in high regard that I'd love to just be put on a pedestal like Quake 2 did where it's it's a game that's readily available but it's like 
we've just rubbed some funk on it and here it is and it just works but there's one in particular that stood out and it stood out for a very good reason which is I have a very specific criteria that is always endearing to me which is something that's biblical and demonic I don't know why it's it's why I like films like The House That Jack Built and it's why I love Castlevania and it's why I love Blasphemous I'm so looking forward to Blasphemous 2 Blasphemous 1 is I think that might be top 3 of my games of all time the one game I really want to see kind of just have a little bit more attention paid to is a game that you can you can buy it on Steam, you can buy it on GOG, and that is Requiem Avenging Angel. I don't know if you guys have played this. It's a first-person shooter. It's, as the title would suggest, it's very... It's, it has that kind of hell presence. It's kind of reminiscent of Blood by way of... Eh, I suppose by way of Quake 2, but it's... It's very, very dark and kind of... It's, it's very funny, but it's very, very dark at the same time. I think the opening kind of chapter of the game, you're in hell and, you know, hell at the time, everything's a butthole. Every door's a butthole. That's, that's how <laughs> hell looks. Um, well, there's a lot of really, really kind of disturbing screaming, a lot of blood, a lot of violence. Um, but one thing it did that I hadn't seen until, I think, Clive Barkerson dying was that you had magic spells and they weren't just generic, oh, fire a, you know, fire a bolt or fire a, a missile. It was things that kind of related to more like a D&D campaign. So you could manipulate people to attack others. Or you could, like, there's, I think there's one spell called Blood Boil, which, you know, you can imagine what that does. You know, it was, it was was I think it was innovative for the time. Um, and it's a game that I'd really like to see just to have that little bit more attention. Because at the moment, if you want to play it, you can. But the native resolution is 1024 by 768 Unless you use the N-Glide wrapper, which I just find that a bit too shonky. I'm ultra-wide, so I, I just want to see it... <laughs> <laughs> preserved and you know I wanted to see it upgraded to a proper here it is play it in a modern setting so I love it I love it great answer and it's one of the few times where like full install I'm trusting you this is a game that exists because you could <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard of these games but... <laughs> I'm trusting you full install on YouTube give them a subscribe uh, and then we have a yes. video answer from Mike Amari Hey, VJ Crew, Mike and Mark here with the question of the week from uh, Legoland in upstate New York. Ooh. Uh, question of the week was, which game would we like to see get that glow treatment that we recently saw with Quake 2? Uh, for me, the first driver game, actually. It was a game way ahead of its time. The graphics and the physics engine could not keep up with that game I was trying to do. Um, and it would be surpassed by GTA 3. That would come out a few years later. But it really... The driving mechanics were great in it. Uh, I love the story behind it. And quite honestly, they even had that video editor built into it so you can mm-hmm. make your own like car chase scene. Me and my friends spent a lot of time in that. I'd love to see a glow-up version of Driver 1, especially to fix that god-awful, almost impossible-to-beat introductory mission. Yeah, that game the Driver, huge, fun game for me. And that, that franchise has no... I don't want to say no bad entries. Two, maybe. But, like, Michael, we played the last one, didn't we? Semi-recently? Yeah, Driver San Francisco. That was a lot of fun. Very good. And I, you know, I know that it's not quite the same DNA, but, like, the first The Crew has a very strong driver feel. Like, they didn't really market that it has a single-player storyline. But that first game is, like, yeah, you're going undercover to investigate a car theft ring that operates across the country. And yeah, it 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 had that same sort of, you know, 
undercover agent working from the inside sort of vibe that I thought was really cool. And now the crew is just all about racing and motorsports and having fun. So um, it's an interesting, interesting transition. Uh, yeah, I don't know, even know what to say about that because, uh, like, I wouldn't sacrifice the, what would you call it, the uh, jump in and do whatever you want of the crew mm-hmm. for the single player weirdness of driver. But yeah, the original driver I remember as being very restrictive and well, just demanding. It demanded a lot of precision. And was unforgiving. It kept opening up, but like it, yeah. it but the crew but, was but already like, open. Driver, well, driver, and maybe, maybe I'm confusing it in my head with, uh, I think the stuntman, which Reflections also did later on. Great games, uh, yeah, and the uh, that like those. I, my memory of Driver was like you are basically reenacting a movie chase sequence and you know the the time that you amount of time that you have is very tight there's not a lot of room for error um i could be wrong maybe i do remember stuntman being like that very on rails yeah. very specific mm-hmm. yeah. but it, it, stuntman was very trials like yeah. like um, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. hit this either way we should close that with sticky fingers got to get away because <laughs> <laughs> that was a great marketing uh, move for the first driver. Um, right. Anyway, new question well, of the week. Yeah, thank you to everyone who answered. So, new question of the week. With Charles Martinet stepping down, who would you pick to voice Mario going forward? Who would be your dream pick? I think uh, Harrison Ford, because <laughs> he needs to have more high-energy uh, roles that really show off that Indiana Jones gumption. Uh, <laughs> it belongs in the Mushroom Kingdom. That's not a super mushroom. It's a poison mushroom. <laughs> I'm playing the lost levels. How did this happen? I didn't kill Princess Peach. I don't care. How did I become Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going with a 302010 plug, which is uh, I loved hearing Diana, Michael, uh, you know, Mrs. Michael Raparez talk about the Pink Panther series, and we talk about the last oh, yeah. entry before it's rebooted. With Roberto Benini, then unknown, cast as Peter Sellers. But I thought if they're going to recast him, it, you either have to make him American or get a real Italian. And that guy is an Italian physical comedian. I would love yeah. like to hear what like Roberto Benini, like the sound the sound recordings like I'm really gonna fall off the I can do this, I'm Italian, <laughs> Antista, remember? I'm really gonna fall off this hill. Record me. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like Homer Simpson falling off of a cliff. He'll do that to get the audio. It'd be great. And he'd take his pants off in every interview. He's the best. Roberto Benigni. Yeah, I, I, I like that idea. And I, I, I overheard you guys talking about that. And like, yeah, I, I saw that like the last Peter Sellers Pink Panther movie where he'd already died and they just yeah. spliced in footage from other movies. I was so confused by that. I think I was like eight or nine when I saw that and it had tits in it, which no other Pink Panther movie <laughs> yeah. does as far as I know. It's rightfully maligned because one movie had to do this to know that it was wrong. Mm-hmm. You cannot make an entire movie out of a dead celebrity just because you have their footage. Yeah. It's like it's like it's the argument against AI. Don't it's, fucking yeah, do you, this. You hear that, J.J. Abrams? It's, it's like like Bruce Lee Game of Death sounds like it's what they did to this Pink Panther movie. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's genuinely disturbing. 
I think that there's a chance to right a wrong here with a voice actor that fans wanted to have a previous Nintendo character that we never got. Okay, we missed a chance with Detective Pikachu. So let's write this right now by bringing in Danny DeVito to voice Mario. Yes. He's perfect. Absolutely. (laughs) And and I do wonder, it's like, is this a thing where like, no, it's just, it's not right to have... You know, non-ethnic Italians play Mario from now on. I, as an Italian, see about this. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but Danny DeVito, like, instead of a flagpole, there's a ham. <laughs> the rum ham. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mamma mia. Charlie, oh. I always carry around this gun in the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd pay money for the DLC voice pack. I'm just saying. Yes. Give me an option here. Yes, I would pay for Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito is Mario. He oh, really my is. God. Like uh, He could do it live action, and it, he's the right size and everything. Thank you. Oh my god. We didn't get him for Detective Pikachu. Let's get him for Mario. And and cast me as Luigi, because that would just make Danny DeVito look better, is what I'm saying. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. But uh yes, I should be the live action Luigi because I don't have anything else going on. Um I can ruin a, a VGA show with a soundboard, but that's not anything I, I can say, put on a resume. Yeah, he's already one of his co workers is already Luigi. With Charlie Day. Oh, like, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's totally yeah. true. Just just make it an, an Always Sunny. Like, get fucking... Danny DeVito plays Wario. Uh, McElhenney plays Waluigi. D as Peach? Yes. <laughs> there you or go. Daisy. As Daisy. D as Daisy. Daisy. There yes. you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, just Waluigi. We, shut up, you fucking, bir- you fucking bird. Like, uh, okay, listen here. I'm Wario. <laughs> and this is how it's going to go. I'm a big Christian, and I'm also gay. Uh, and <laughs> love always sunny. I think that's what we're saying here. Uh, and watch, please watch Glenn Howerton and Blackberry. That's one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Really? I'm from Waterloo, where the vampires hang out. Like, <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right. So, so who do you? Who would be your ideal Mario voice? Let us know. Go to. Well, I guess you can maybe go to VigiGameApocalypse.com if it's still up. If it is, answer into the I mean, comments. We're gonna need episode. like we're gonna need like uh, I'll say four dozen more patrons if we're ever gonna get that yeah. site back up again. Episode five hundred thirty-eight. Alternately, we'll we'll put something up on the official Laser Time community where you can answer, and uh, you could just ping us on Twitter. I refuse to call it that other name uh, at VG Apocalypse. And we will read the answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Uh, Anthony, thanks so much for joining us. Where can people hear more of you? Uh, you can find me on the weekends on twitch.tv at Bruce Wayne Brady, where I've been playing Street Fighter VI, Final Fantasy XVI. Eventually, I'll find time to start Baldur's Gate Three. Just, I guess, games with numbered sequels in them. Uh I'm, I'm there on Saturdays and Sundays, and uh, also on what I'm still calling Twitter at Bruce Wayne Brady, where I talk about games and movies and, yeah, a little bit of everything. Well, I said the same Thanks. thing I'll say about X as I will about AEW. Wait for the billionaire to get bored. <laughs> and uh, maybe he'll go away. That's the thing with Twitter. You can't really get bored with it. I know, I know. And I'm, and like, I, I, don't, I don't hate Tony Khan either, but like I'm worried about what happens. When the billionaire gets bored. Mm, like, oh, yeah. this isn't making any money. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. And it's not fun anymore. Fewer bots are calling me the meme maestro and saying, sir, 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 please fund my project, sir. 
But I do hate Elon Musk. Hmm. I I have I genuinely have an old friend who loves Elon Musk who just discovered Tucker Carlson. Oh, and God. I almost oh. couldn't do the show tonight because like I have to yell at you for like 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, like like don't text me with this anymore. It's too distracting. <laughs> Oh. All right. Well, as always, you can find us. Well, <laughs> let me revise. As always, you can find us sometimes online at VGAmepocalypse.com. You can definitely find us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. And you can find me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas, W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. People I know who dragged around their PCs to play Age of Empires are dead. <laughs> but I was, I was, I was of exhaustion. What? No, no other reasons. But I, I've, I've witnessed Age of Empires LAN parties, but like uh, all but one of them I can think of are no longer with us. Yeah, because those old school monitors it's freaking heavy as hell. Yeah, man, yeah, that's why they all died of a sciatic. They, had, they got hernias. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>